0: Hey guys, this is Jim Fix, a.k.a. Fillmore. For those of you who love QF, a podcast about Howard Stern and would like to donate some money, there's two ways now you can do it. Uh, You can join our Patreon page, which is listed in the graphic you're seeing now. But also, if you'd rather not do a subscription-based thing, even if it's a buck a month or what have you, uh, you can use our PayPal account, which would be jimfix76 at gmail.com. Uh, and you can donate whatever you like, however you like. Uh, one of those two ways, and we'd more than appreciate it if you'd like to do so. Thank you very much.
1: Artie, right, maybe it's a take no. makeup <laughs> You want to know something? <laughs> I'm going to
2: tell you something great about Beth. Yeah. She never moves her bowels. Well, I'll tell you maybe what. Maybe once a month. I've never seen. I've, I've uh, been, honest <laughs> to God. I've been away with David. David like, to the point and I've that I'm never, afraid for her health. We've been uh, Getting excellent reports on you.
1: Do you ever shut up?
2: Or just no, just they, to you're saying, now the
3: you're going to bring me. Sh- so shut up. As the producer you... of the, Robin, when you get an opinion on your own, I'll Wait a minute. To you. Are you.
2: I've put out hit albums. I had the fastest selling album in history. What, are you going to be upset with Jason because he whacks off to your to your wife? I mean, that's that turns me on. And uh, I got up and I I pished. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. <laughs> I do that in my personal life. Yes. I'm like a woman who's been raped. How much is Howard paying you a week? I'm paying you more. Okay? Fucking... Give me a fucking break. Now look, I don't want to get into a long explanation. That's not what I came here for. My audience isn't here to hear to laugh. I mean, Gary's got wife and kids. And if I leave, who the fuck is going to hire him? Joe. <laughs> Joe, hi. You're on the air. Hey. hey man. Yeah. And nothing. Listen, I think... uh time you come out
1: of the closet with Ralph. Oh, please, Because wow. I, I know deep down, I
2: mean that literally. All right, so I'm a homosexual. You're a, you're a sword follower. Right, I'm a homosexual, you're right. Thanks, nice, Alan. Right, what can to tell you? I'm caught. Good. In fact, that's good. That would be easy. I'd love to be gay. It would be so goddamn simple. Then the, 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 when people ask me about why I'm separated from my i just you know what, I'm gay. I, I told should, you should, something. No, I will not say no. I am unco- unco- I told wait, you it's a, to a personal
1: point. defect of no, no, mine. You don't have to say no. You have, all you have to say is, yeah, that'd be great. I could use the help of Casey. No, that's fine. No, I don't want to be told but, how no, to no, say no, it. I told so, you my problem. I
2: don't want to be asked. But you don't know that? position. you put me in a bad position. You asked me. Then I'm not a good guy. I want to be a good guy. You, I don't, here's, listen to me again. I'm going to say for the 15th billion times since I've known you don't ask me if you can leave early you know what you have to do and you know when you have to leave don't ask me
1: so that means when I have to work when I say yes you can leave it means no
2: I I have no idea what you make really I I I have no No. idea I got a guy now who's finding out the real names of the occupations of what the people do who bully me Oh really? yeah I'm, I'm kind of a fighter so
0: Welcome, folks, to another episode of QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, aka Jim Fix, aka many, many, many other names for now. But in the meantime, welcome back. And we're also going to welcome back to the podcast. Obviously, Sam, our ex my my expert co-host with the most.
4: Um, hi, you serial killer with all these names. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course yeah, what we are got... you
4: like? The zodiac?
0: I guess. And then um with um with the, without further ado let's re, reintroduce Bob D Chicago aka Chicago Bob back to the <laughs> podcast welcome Bobby Bob.
5: Chicago yeah welcome
0: hey guys
6: back how's it going
0: from the it's good I, I, good now better now we got you back it's been since I my notes say January 9th or so might have been the last time we reco- we recorded anything so it's been no a shit. long time and <laughs> you've can you can you comment on the fact that you said at one point you had to turn off, stop listening to the breakdowns because you're getting disturbed?
6: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had to. Um, not only, well, I listened to the QF stuff, but you know, when I when I started, I kind of got more back into Stern just in general. Like you, you know, when you're working, you put stuff on mm-hmm. in the background, and like I was revisiting a lot of stuff and. Um, there was one episode in particular where he was talking about courts of gorilla come some yeah. like bit where some gorilla <laughs> was coming like, actually
4: we're not we're not even joking Courts of gorilla come
6: yeah it, yeah that's not a that's not a concept like that i I've entertained before or or there's another thing in there too <laughs> where they were like trashing some some girls who who are on one of those show like fat shows where um i don't know they're they're younger and they're obese girls and like him and beth were singing the song and it was just mm-hmm. it was too i i tapped uh, i was like we've I, got
0: we've got that clip right here
2: <laughs> let me just play it it's real quick uh, our number one show is tammy and amy yeah oh i love watch. them hi I'm Tammy.
7: And I'm Amy.
2: And we're the Thousand, Thousand Pound, Pound Sisters. sisters. And we proud of it,
3: sisters,
2: I guess. <laughs> we love it.
0: Okay, so that might have been it. That's the that's the only clip that I got of that a... because, yeah. And you were, you were just oh kind my of taken aback.
6: You know, like, I, I guess sort of the theme that I wanted to do today was just weighing in because everything that I've done as previous, you know, older material, just... Mm-hmm weighing in on the state of this show and and especially we're in this thing where we're directly in Howard's mind now like the camera's on him there's Mm -hmm. no diffusing the way that there was in the studio like we are in his mind and I just just seeing the way that he's like associating concepts and and these just extremely negative themes Mm -hmm. and just there's something about the thought of him and Beth in their mansion just like trashing these these girls that just re- I just needed a break. And again that the animal come, the squirrels <laughs> coming on each other, and the girl yeah. like it just I just didn't want to hear it. So Sam?
4: It's interesting because when you listen to the breakdowns, you've often messaged me privately or Publicly, you have said on our Facebook page, which if you haven't joined, join, quite frankly, on our Facebook page, it you've said it disturbs me these clips. It's like this is the false face falling down. Nobody's there to save him in studio because he personally wanted it this way. So we're watching Mm -hmm. we're watching this in real time. What happens when NPD fully forms? you know,
5: yeah,
4: and but you haven't actually been able to listen to the show. And I I was like, maybe he's just kind of fearful of it or, you know, busy or whatever. Sure. And like you have your own life and nobody expects you to listen to it. But I thought to myself, once he ever really starts listening to the show again, it's going to freak him out because it's even worse than Mm -hmm. the clips that we pull because in its entirety, it's it's just like a mental vomit of awfulness
6: just mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah it's not even nitpicking it's like this is just genuinely bad this is just genuine like these interviews are done extremely poorly like they're it's just it's disturbed the amount of projection and like just seeing how all the the little tools and mechanisms he used to use to to not expose his true thoughts like Mm -hmm. I feel like if I if I were to liken it to one thing it's almost like before the show was like when you're at a bar and you're talking to a guy and he gets weird or whatever maybe he's got um some other people there that you know and you're able to all right I'll go play pool or I'll go outside for a minute like I feel like now with the way that they've set up the COVID show it's almost like you're just sitting in a room with him and you're talking directly to him, like you're we are really getting his thoughts now there's nowhere else to go like it's just this this energy where it's almost like you're just trapped and listening to him like so bob do you think it's it's so
0: is it a nature of the cause this is it a causal relationship cause sorry the causation is because he's mm-hmm. at home he feels more comfortable exposing his true whatever self that is or because and and usually he's in studio he puts on the false self but still trick things trickle out because he feels comfortable quote unquote but he's never more comfortable than when he's at home presumably although the way it Mm -hmm. sounds like he's not even comfortable there because he's not getting his ass kissed on a regular basis
6: i think with a lot of people what covid's done is it's it's made us all go into our heads a little bit more, and its I think it's kind of brought out a more introverted nature in a lot of people. But I really, I think it's his, I think it's him aging, you know. Now we're seeing lots of themes about death and mm-hmm. my will, and I think that, you know, that that sort of thought of mortality really haunts uh, people with p d um, I think it's that I think that it's just the format of the show now because he's not in a studio that it's really kind of turning into a one man show. And, mm-hmm. um you know, it's just the format is different. I think probably dynamics at the house with him and Beth are getting uh, more stressed. I think whatever had happened with that contract, you know, I, I think there's probably a lot of bad news involved with it. We don't know the inner workings of that deal, but
5: mm-hmm.
6: the impression that I'm getting is they're going to start using his show to to sort of springboard other shows and promote other stuff on the page. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a lot of that stuff coming together, and I think it's... I've never seen anything like it. I, I mm-hmm. really don't know. I mean, it's so unprecedented that we I, have this program. Um, yep. I, uh, Sam? I, I,
4: I think what Fillmore is saying, too, like, I agree with him that the fact that we got him in this environment and he doesn't have those people to, you know, in studio to fall back on or that sort of. Yeah. Even though it was a forced face of like defer to Richard, defer to Sal, defer to this person, at least those people were there to kind of check him or kind of keep the program in a certain way. Now that we're getting unabashed him. Mm -hmm. So a part of me thinks he, because of his narcissism, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, he doesn't even realize how this sounds. He doesn't even realize how this comes off. I don't Mm -hmm. think he has an idea that this comes off so bad and it's progressively getting more demented, bad, sad, just, just, maniacal megalomaniac mm, yeah. I mean it sounds yeah. crazy crazier mm-hmm. and crazier and I think he has no introspection about it you know when you do something stupid and you're like fuck what the yeah. hell did I just say why mm-hmm. did I fucking do that I think he has zero of that
6: yeah I think uh, no I, I agree with that point in that He's now in an environment where his head and ego can just grow unchecked because he is completely manicuring his reality in a way of who he's seeing, who he's interacting with. Whereas when you have to actually go out into the world, you know, there's tons of variables about who you're going to run into. But when he has no nothing, nothing humbling him at all and he's able to get the news he wants to get, he's able to talk to who he wants to talk to. Um, yeah, you're going to start to see, you're going to start to see it spiral out of control more, I think. And that's what I'm seeing.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Like uh, one clip I was going to, I was looking for and I found it, but it's just a little too long. Like the lucky charms thing. A lot of people Let's
7: do the clip.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a two, it's two minutes. I don't know that it's worth it because it's really, we can just explain. People have heard it. If they've listened to the breakdowns, they know. Um, that she's been, she's, she, he, he found stashes of lucky charms of Beth that she's been hiding away that he claims he didn't know about. And I'm sure he didn't know about it cause he doesn't seem to go anywhere in the house and do anything, <laughs> but there she is subsisting on sugar and we think crushed Adderall and wine and <laughs> that she, the fact that she has to hide the stuff from him. Like mm-hmm. what kind of, what kind of nutcase do you have to be married to where you have to hide? You're like, what do we say? Like Ginny Sack and The Sopranos?
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the greatest reference. It, it's yeah, true.
6: Totally. I think one thing I've seen with people that have NPD is their standard of beauty is just thinness. I, I've noticed a lot, like the thinner you are, the more attractive you are. Even when it doesn't look good on a person, they'll, they'll continue like they're very cognizant of weight even even over just like a general appearance of health so i'm sure he's watching her diet you know i mean that's the only reason why she would do something like that is if he was going to give her hell about it and and beat her up over there's no other reason why she would do that and
0: sam have you seen i think bob you might have too gary puppet and a few other people have posted pictures of beth just kind of the shoulders extended and it really like her her the where the collarbone is ex- fully extended, her arms right. out, something like that. It looks like a TV dinner tray.
4: That's so fi- how... So, um, right. So picture like when you take a selfie, guys, and you put both of your arms out and you right. take a picture of yourself. Right. And so your your maybe half your face or most of your face is, and then your chest and your collarbone area and shoulders. Right. It is completely... It looks like you just stumbled upon a dead body that has been sitting in an apartment for two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. that's what her body looks like.
0: It's mm-hmm. disgusting.
4: It's absolutely disgusting. Right. And it's nothing to do with disgusting.
0: Right. And and I don't, do I don't, with I don't she's care 50. if you're
4: skinny. It looks right. unhealthy, malnourished, like he you're can, starving right. yourself. You need vitamins.
0: Yeah. She needs nutrients, actual nutrients. And not that we care one way or the other, but it's just painfully obvious. And it looks worse as the time is passing. Um, so we've got a whole range of clips guys from stuff that you've heard in breakdowns obviously from the last while, but also I got some from the archives that I think are kind of important because we haven't had a chance to, to go through them. But one of the first ones was from pre last year and it's, do you remember the guy that was on the show and did like a, he wasn't on the show, but they talked about a, an 80, a 60 something year old guy who did a thousand planks.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was no. shitting Power all over. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: I could have done
4: job. it if I had the right.
0: <laughs> so I want you to talk about this one when, when it's
2: when it's played, Bob, like a full time job, you know, and the guy's 62 years old. He did a plank for eight hours and 15 minutes. And I went, that is unbelievable. And the guy. So I got it wrong, guys. Sorry, but it, I was I was close. Guys ripped.
3: Yeah, and but he, he looked like he was going to die at the end.
2: Of it. <laughs> I know. And I did say to myself, like, well, if that guy's 62 and he could be doing that, I guess maybe I'm being a baby. But I'm telling you, I can't, I can't do that shit. I got a full-time job. <laughs> when I'm not here, I'm busy, you know, talking to the guys or working on stuff. I, it's, it's, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Fuck it. He sounded like
0: Ralph when he had to, was tasked to explain himself. Because he had to sort of like, he, he kind of trails off like there's, he realizes he's full of shit at the last moment.
4: Does anyone Sam? realize what a full-time job is? It's forty hours <laughs> three <day>. a week,
0: <laughs> three, yeah. three, hour, three days a week. <laughs> Sam, so, Bob,
4: how, oh, Jesus
6: Christ! It's just he, he's guy. They don't want anyone to get any credit ever. <laughs> they just have to fucking take away. <laughs> you know, like why? Why couldn't he have just left it at like? I wish I could. I a, wish I could do that. That's incredible. Right, like if, if I was thinking that I never go, like if someone did something amazing, I just at the end of it don't go, I don't have time for that. I have a fucking full-time job. Like because <laughs> it just it just strips it away, like <laughs> devaluing.
3: It's also yeah, apples and like,
4: oranges. Like he's doing a plank, you work a job. How right. the fuck did you manage to devalue it and put those two together?
0: Right. Would well, it have been did. any different would, would it have been any different if the guy was spinning plates for two days straight? And that was the accomplishment, and he's comparing it to work.
4: Do you think if he goes to Cirque du Soleil, he just gets up in a huff and is like, I fucking work full time. when they're like, you know, (laughs) swallowing knives and spinning in the
7: air.
0: Someone's bent their head right into their asshole at at, at Cirque (laughs) du Soleil, and he's like, man, I can't deal with this, man. I got a pitch meeting in two weeks.
7: (laughs) I got to talk to the guys.
0: Exactly. So, um, one of the next clips is called, um, Bob D. Here's your homework assignment.
2: Harry. You're on the air in Colorado, beautiful Colorado. I've been there.
3: Hey Thank Howard. You. Happy birthday. Um, hey I just, I'm calling, uh, because while you guys, I tried to call last week and while you guys were off, I just, I love the app. Um, and they're playing all kinds of great arguments. Um, you know, J.D.'s engagement ronnie's christmas party anyway it sent me down um a youtube
7: rabbit hole because i was looking for my favorite pet
0: so here we have a a fake caller talking about memory lane a little bit but uh, it's there's no way this is a real caller because he would never let someone drone on for 30 seconds uh without with Mm -hmm. no agenda or seemingly no agenda unless it was pre-planned and she sounds like it does sound a little too um even though it's muffled a bit it sounds like too connected. Do you know what I mean? It it sounds like the connection's too good, yeah. Even though she's probably on a webcam mic or something like that. Sam?
4: She's probably hiding under his desk with a microphone. Here, talk! (laughs) Um, they. I'm teasing, but you're right, exactly. I was going to say the same thing you did, that there is no way, back in the day, he'd be like, what? What's your point? You got nothing?
3: Bye!
0: He'd be angry, he'd be like, get the fuck off, you know, whatever. If he couldn't swear, then he'd be saying, well, this is boring uh... me. (laughs) Exactly.
3: uh, Argument that you guys had years ago, which then sat me down all these other videos. And I just wanted to tell you, my God, have you aged well? You are not that I didn't (laughs) think you were good looking before, but you have really aged into your look. You are freaking gorgeous now compared. Really? (laughs) See, what are you trying to change?
2: Well, it's true. I mean, I mean, listen, Sarah, I don't see myself. First of all, Sarah, when you call in, don't be on speakerphone. Okay, so he's he the fake dressing down
0: because of her sound quality. <laughs> Meanwhile, he let her speak for almost a minute.
5: You're gorgeous. <laughs>
2: You're so I think
0: I'll play a little more. It's a four minute clip. We're not going to play all of it, but this is the one that I think Bob, you wanted to discuss at a, lo- a long time ago, actually, because of the whole, like, you know, set up to make him feel better about himself.
2: Um, pick up your, pick up your phone.
7: Okay. I'm on my phone.
2: Yeah. Much better. Can I mean, you hear please, me better? Yes, of course. You can't be on a speakerphone uh, when you call into a radio show. You just cannot do uh, that. I, we, I was almost going to hang up on you because of the echo. He's such
0: oh. a fucking bad actor. He's such a yes. bad actor.
3: Oh my god. I'm You're so good looking. You're so good looking now, Howard.
2: Is <laughs> it possible, Sarah? I don't want to uh, I don't want this is probably Beth's birthday gift to me. She probably hired this woman to make she me She hired better, this
3: woman to make me <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> With his money. <laughs>
4: I was just at a birthday party last night for my friend. Jake. His sister said his mother put uh, secret admirer notes in her backpack in middle school, and sh- to make herself feel better because she thought she was ugly in middle school. So she did it for like a year to oh, make God. herself. Feel yeah, better. Well, you're seeing this. A, is what, you're this seeing... is
7: what this is.
6: Oh, yeah, man. you're seeing a 69 year old man do that right now. It's the exact equivalent. <laughs> I think there's something with what they say about Beth is why I had you pull this. Now I can't remember, though. What, what, what happens? Yeah, play well, a little bit more. I'll play a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I tried so last
2: week
7: to have this conversation.
6: <laughs>
2: Sarah, let me ask you something. Do you, th- th- there's something that bothers me. You say I've gotten better looking. Do you think all of the women who rejected me many years ago are aware... Of who I am now, and uh, are they upset with themselves that they didn't stay with me or
3: they're be with dying me? inside? Okay, I think yeah. that, but i think, I, think we, we go.
2: I think we found
0: the angle.
6: Yeah, I think this is why I had you pull it. Um, his, his, we see this shit now, like this just relentless need for vengeance.
4: He always did this though, Bob. Like he's been doing this. Don't you wish you would have dated me? He's been doing this since the '80s. Then right. he's no, been no, pulling I, women I, and saying, "Don't you wish you had me? I'm rich. I'm famous. Don't you wish you would have stayed with me? I wish all those girls in high school could find fuck. me." And he's he
0: brought crazy. one on. He brought yes. one on to the um, the uh, Fox pilot. He brought an ex
5: yes. flame,
0: or as uh, like someone that did a college, whatever, and she, she was, was there was with her husband. She was pregnant, and and she was so indifferent. Even though, because it was on, he was on a fucking test pilot, and he was. She was expected was to it, go all oh, fawn over you. I'm going to leave my husband for you.
4: She, he's like, what do you drive? Well, my wife drives a.
0: Right, exactly.
6: So it's just it. it, it people have moved on in life, man. Like it, it just it blows my mind whenever I hear these people go on about these things and and at their age and still right. be holding on to this and like he staged this call to tell him oh. that he's good looking right i mean seriously it, like i'll play a just, little
0: more i'll play a little more just to see if we get anything anything more out of it just to see how deep i the think
3: there goes. is
2: something okay. yeah dying they are.
3: Inside. they're dying so yeah this
2: makes me happy Absolutely. because for some reason, and I don't know what the psychological profile of me would be, it's probably disturbing, but that's important to me. I want them to feel somehow like, "Oh, fuck!" They should all lament. <laughs> all <of> them. Look, <laughs> like, well, I, I, I got I'm an honestly- email. I got an email from my my friend Leslie, who I knew like when I was twelve. I had a mad ass crush on her. Uh-huh.
3: Would, crush. Uh huh.
2: Mad ass crush. Like, like maybe when I was. Like, I think he meant to say man ass crush. 15 or 16, <laughs> she developed into a real beauty. And I would have done anything to be her boyfriend. Anything. She didn't give me one look. I... <laughs> <And> she... Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who
0: attributes wow. this we're value talking to? <laughs>
6: about with, we're talking about when he was 12?
0: Well, I mean, he's, and he shitty, wanted to be her... he's shitty with years, too.
6: Yeah, it but it doesn't still... matter. I don't care if he's talking about when he's 25. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're like, you're a kid. I just, that disturbs me that he's holding yeah. on to this thing from when he's that, that young, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I feel like something else happened in this clip, but um maybe I just had it pull because of just this general, like, I know that he's always gone on about this. Like all these mm-hmm. people are upset about it, but it's like to, to still at, at that age, like, I feel like there's just, to me, there's more of a theme of just vengeance now mm-hmm. and he's really front about it. And he's really trying to pull other inter- people that he's interviewing in on it. And it's almost like the projection, like the the vengeance themes I felt like before had a little bit of a comedic edge to it. Like right. he'd almost self deprecate, but now it's like real vitriol and like serious disdain for people that we're seeing like, Where it's charmless, it doesn't really have any kind of comedic aspect. And even with this call, I mean, what what does a listener get out of this fucking call? This (laughs) is just
4: Well Exactly. I think you're right and it's becoming it's becoming totally self-serving. Yeah. There's no redeeming aspects about any of this. And this Mm -hmm. angle is Mm -hmm. so transparent, it's Mm -hmm. embarrassing. So that's why when you say who would do something this ridiculously transparent and pathetic, why is he doing this? One is what I want to know. Like, why Mm -hmm. is he doing this? And the other thing is if you think, okay, it's not that big of a deal. I am my age, Bob, you and I are around the same age. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine thinking about past relationships in this sort of term or like, I can't, I can't even picture, I can't even picture myself going there in my head, like thinking no. this way I cannot, I try, no. I actually tried, I go, okay, you know, um, somebody was mean to be on the bus and maybe I liked him. I'm like, what do you, I don't, I don't even remember. I don't even know who was on my fucking bus. I have no idea. Yeah.
5: Yeah I,
0: I, I understand grudges I understand if you would hate a person for the rest of their life because of something they did because it's something that affected sure. you so so completely yeah. but he's talking about an like unrequited presumed unrequited like crush Unreciprocated mm-hmm. crush that didn't happen, which is something almost everybody has gone has grown up with at least sure. once, and that it just builds your character. And who the fuck obsesses on this or thinks it's entertaining on a radio show or a podcast, which is what yeah. the fuck it fucking is at this point.
6: Right? No, I I get like if something happens to you as a kid, mm-hmm. I understand holding on to that. I'm I'm just talking about how superficial the nature of what he's yeah like this is a this was a 12 year old crush she didn't like him back like that's not something that i would (laughs) consider to be a highly traumatic (laughs) event that you would hold on to in your 70s
4: (laughs) this is so transparent like what he's doing for his ego here and anyone with a fucking you know a set of ears can understand what's going on right now why is he doing this is what i want to know
6: that's like he, all of his mechanisms and tools that he used to use, which I think he, I was telling Fillmore mm-hmm. prior to starting this, I think he learned a lot of those tools in therapy, to be honest. Uh, but it's almost like he's not going to bother with them any longer. He's mm-hmm. not going to inconvenience himself to go through this. He's mm-hmm. not going to, he's not going to like cloak it in humor. He's not going to. Cloak it and abusing a staff member or whatever. It's like he's just flagrantly. Even with this call, like his. I guess this is somewhat of an attempt to cloak it, but it's pretty straightforward. You know, yeah. like yeah.
4: So you're so you're basically saying he he's not he's not doing the lip service of pretending to. He knows what he is. He knows what he wants out of it. He wants this fast transaction. He's not mm-hmm. pretending yeah. that it's not fast food. He's just going through the drive-through and fucking opening the fucking Big Mac in the car and scarfing it down. Basically, he doesn't give a shit anymore. He, he, yeah, he's not
6: pretending. He's not. He's not. Oh, I haven't eaten all day, or making excuses. He's yeah. He's ripping the bag open. You okay. know, like he's just where he is. He's not. He's his ability yeah. to his energy to even keep that he, up. I think is going down.
4: He want he wants to be complimented.
6: He he needs it. He needs it. I mean, it. this yeah. is his drug. Like this is what they do. This is how they survive. Is is adoration and you? Um, yeah. Well, this is the
0: this is supply. The pathetic, well, this is the pathetic need, but also it's pathetic in the sense that who has to hire someone to tell you you look good? Well, a lot of famous people are like this. It's not It's not unique to him. It's a lot of celebrities need to be have their asses kissed. Oh, does my ass look too big? Oh, geez, do I look good? And they have mirrors all around. <laughs> it probably looks like a fun house at a, a state fair, some of these people, just to make them look human. But either way, the, a lot of the clips that we're going to play today are all based on delusion. And this next clip is part of that. It's called Delusional Wiggy Going Deeper Into Denial.
2: Oh, Mel B sorry. probably was the only one who really knew it. Actually- fuck-
0: this was an AGT clip. He's sh- he's shitting on AGT again. Still 5 years after he was fucking let go, 6 years after he was let go. He cannot let that one go. That one's goes, that, that's a whole other subtext. We are going to do an AGT thing one eventually and it's going to be epic.
3: He had a legitimate career where she Yeah. She's making money making music Dance. and selling yeah. albums.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But uh and Simon's a big turd. He walks around like he knows something. He's just a fucking guy who uh you know, I don't even know what he does. He claims he's a record <laughs> executive or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's got some talent. He I don't was a curmudgeon.
3: That was really it.
0: <laughs> I love that. The guy's a fucking executive producer. He owns the fucking television shows. He owns shows across the world and is worth probably a billion dollars. He's, I'm sure, he's worth more than wig. He's hmm. a curmudgeon.
4: He's Scrooge. What he does. <laughs>
0: What he's not mentioning is that he had your ass shit can from the show he executive produced.
4: (laughs) He realized you were a big waste of money, and he let everyone know.
0: Right. I mean, it's funny that they took the chance on him anyway. That's going to go. We'll go down that rabbit hole another time. But we just want you to listen to the rest of it.
3: It was like he was
2: annoyed by everything. You're horrible. Well, hey, douchebag, (laughs) you invited me to come down here. Fuck you.
3: When you walked out... I was ready to be bored. <laughs> okay, oh King Todd.
0: <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't have a little shitty. We couldn't go a, a, five seconds without a shitty accent somewhere in there. So it's uh, it's that's, like that going ties, ties his... into the vengeance thing.
6: Yeah, it's like we're going through his inner dialogue of what he's telling himself to like. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not like actually going describing an experience where the guy was an asshole. It's like he's he knows that the guy's better than him and Mm -hmm. this is the way that they sort of deal with that reality and convince the false ego. That's another thing that's really disturbed me about, uh, the shows why I had to take a break is it's like, we're hearing this inner dialogue. We're hearing things that I've seen and, you know, schizophrenic type people, which was really getting disturbing. And there are some ties with that and, and severe NPD, but yeah, like going through his inner mind of of what he's telling himself and about Simon. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's all getting creepy for me, Sam. So
4: you said he is presenting Simon as he's saying this is how he feels about him, but he's giving no evidence to suggest that he's actually doing the things that Howard is saying. Mm.
5: Do you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly.
4: So he's giving exactly. no concrete evidence. He's just projecting this onto him. Robin then parrots it by saying he's just a curmudgeon and whatever, but there's no solid evidence of this is actually what happened. There's no real exactly. interaction or experience between the two of them. So it's this long hateful and this is not just the only clip i mean he's gone on and on about simon in this way that bob's talking about where it is schizophrenic like he's almost developed an entire life and relationship with simon even though he's never had an interaction with him
0: no, because mm-hmm. Simon wasn't on the show. He was I still mean, that's executing. Crazy. He was. He was. He was EP on the show, even though he was doing the X Factor or something. And then he replaced Howard. Now this, but this is a sixty-seven-year-old guy walking around going, "I'm crushing your head." <laughs> kids of the kids in the hall. Yeah, he's, lit- he's literally doing these little toy soldier battle reenactments It's the things and things that never happened. Like he's explained how right. he told off, you know, Heidi Klum during the show, like stop singing into my ear and stop fucking bothering me. And I told the execs and I did this and this, I'm sure he bitched and moaned and complained, but they all, that nobody took him seriously. At any rate, there's loads of other clips, guys. This one is uh, ties into that whole revenge thing. It's called projection about revenge on girls from the past.
2: What I'm saying is like, I find that the greatest thing about fame, like, it must have been such a charge. Like, did you date that girl for a while? And then all of a sudden, like, she's probably so aware of your career. And, like, I dated that guy. And she'd probably be like, oh, fuck, I wish I could have married him or something. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> okay. So this is, was an interview. If I'm not mistaken, I think it might have been... Um... Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I think it's, but it is from an interview. It might have been uh, Adam Levine. I don't remember the context, but it was from March 31st of 2020. Yeah, Bob.
6: Yeah, like, and the other thing that's creeping me out with these revenge things is you. It's almost like he's getting worked up and he's like frothing at the mouth. Like, he <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. Doesn't it just make you want? Like, he's like <laughs> almost describing. Jerk a off fetish. Side. Like, someone who's, yeah, like, just is is into some weird, like, don't you just love it when they, like, he's just beside himself, completely taken over by this animal thing. Like, it's, it's creepy as fuck. It's disturbing re- as shit.
4: The revenge thing goes with the father thing, too. So, mm-hmm. he does it with, and this is, he projects it on all his guests, on past relationships like see shouldn't they have fucking kissed your ass and look at everything you have and they mm-hmm. you should have so it's that and it's your father, your mother, it's all of that and he projects it on all of his guests and I'm telling you the majority of the time most of his guests have a well being that they're not they don't feel vulnerable like that they don't they don't feel like that they're whole mm-hmm. they have their own mm-hmm. lives they have their relationships they've either reconciled with people in their lives or they've discarded them and you know moved on in life they've Mm -hmm. they're coming from a higher place and wig is just trying to bring them down and they're like no we don't feel this way i don't don't... feel this way at (laughs) all
0: Like it's, it'd be like if he had Michael J. Fox in and said, asked him like, look, you don't have a voodoo doll full of, you know, with, uh, with Justine Bateman and put pins in it and stick pins in the eyes and and wish, you know, evil things like, um, no, you know, and because they don't have any other interaction with him, they're only guests for the one time. They just figure, okay, this guy's a little fucked up or this is all to be salacious because it's old Howard and this is what he does. But if they were there daily what they would see and what they would hear constantly. I, I, I'm i with Raven. I don't, I'm i not surprised that everybody on the show isn't addicted to something, like completely fucking addicted yeah. to food, drugs, booze, whatever, over-the-counter, street drugs, anything to get them through working with this asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's go with the next one. This clip is called Tall Coxman Tales of College. <laughs>
2: This is the game we play. We're playing games. And believe me, I would love to, and I still remember this girl's first name from college who cold shouldered me as soon as she realized that I wasn't (laughs) desirable to Rita. And I think about her a lot because I wanted her so bad. You
3: missed. You didn't get there.
2: I missed
3: (laughs) a swing and a miss,
2: a swing and a miss. I was so (laughs) close. She was making me and i Okay, so we
0: we went from elementary school, I'm sure there was high school clips somewhere in there, and this is college now. And it's just a constant, there's a theme, in case you haven't figured it out yet, guys. And then I found
2: out this girl uh, grew up in Westchester. Now, for those of you not from New York, Westchester to me meant rich people. I grew up in a shithole. When I tell you I grew up in a shithole, I grew up in the worst fucking Hellhole ever. Oh,
6: fuck off. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah. I, I got to stop you there, Howard. <laughs> I, <laughs> Roosevelt, Ugh. New York. I don't know. I mean, I could take you to places that don't even look like they're in this fucking country. Like, I, I just wonder how many people got burned out on hearing about him being from a shithole. You know, Bill
4: Burr
6: oh yeah totally. here's here's the thing too that I've always you know I've thought more about howard and in, in his uh New York upbringing. It's almost like he has no connection to New York, maybe I'm wrong, but like he doesn't talk about any sports teams he likes he doesn't talk about a pizza place he went to He doesn't talk about where he went to with his friends to go to concerts like for me, there's this strange. Gap, you know, like you would hear Artie. You knew he's from New Jersey the way he talked about it. Or yeah, um, how, uh, Fred would talk about where he was in in Connecticut. But Howard just seems to have this vacuum of living in Long Island and going into the city. Like he does I, I don't know anything about New York from him. Or even Opie and Anthony, I learned stuff about it. Sure. Is that, is that about an MPD stories.
4: thing? though like is Bob is it that an MPD thing that you're so self-centered say he was so afflicted with this is it so I mean is it possible that he was so afflicted with this from such a young age that he wouldn't have cared or taken in his surroundings in I don't know a way you and I or Fillmore would have
6: yeah they don't have interest in anything outside of themselves they don't have empathy for anything outside of themselves so they for example, any... sorry Bob.
0: So for example, why fucking root for the Knicks? Why like he goes to Knicks game, Knicks games, but he hates basketball. He <laughs> you know he has no, he doesn't talk on the show about you know the Knicks really sucked. He doesn't do what Artie would do and say like talk about a game that went really well or went really shitty or a, a baseball guy that hit you know a grand slam home run and yeah. you know really excelled. He doesn't. He goes to Knicks games but never talks about basketball on the fucking show. Why he would doesn't you do that?
6: Like basketball? Of course, he, he wants to he be. doesn't be really like sports. Fuck. No,
0: he wants to be seen. He doesn't talk about anything that would be interesting. Because why? Fucking. Why am I going to give the Knicks play on my show? Why am I going to yeah. give them press by talking about them as if they're more important mm. than me? That's the. That's the. That's the sense I get. Anyway,
4: you're right. Though it mm. is. It it is odd. It. It's like you know he's from there. Because he talks about where he lives, but you're right. They're really, other than, I don't know, Scores and Nobu, how the fuck else would you know?
6: Those are the two <laughs> things do that anything I was thinking else. Of,
4: too. He doesn't do yeah. anything else. Yeah. I mean, we'll but then, the he, the- then you have his wife horse trotting around everywhere, so maybe that's how you know.
0: Well, also, he was more grounded when he was with Allison because she kind of kept... Well, like I guess basically what I just said, he, she he, she kept him more grounded, if in a way, in a sense, but not not full one hundred percent. It was always he, he, she was tethering him, but he was still like his feet were still off the ground. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. she was reality, as if you are going to get close to reality. But then even with Allison, I believe did they live in Staten Island? Was that where he ended up living with with Long her Island. back in the day? No, I know from Long Island, but I thought originally they got uh, an estate in Staten Island just to get the fuck away from the city.
4: I'd have to look at the Colford Hmm. book.
0: Yeah, I got to look at the Colford book, but I I could be wrong, guys. Tell me in the comments. But uh, either way, he definitely wanted isolation. And who wouldn't want to, if you're him, who wouldn't want to be in the fucking heart of New York doing all the things New Yorkers could do if they had unlimited cash like he did? I'd be going to fucking art galleries, concerts up the yin-yang. I don't know that I'd sleep.
4: I know. And so what did he do? He was bitching about getting free radio concert tickets for the jingle ball. (laughs) Fucking asshole.
0: He could get backstage if he wanted to. What fucking
6: tickets? Someone on uh, the Facebook group one day, there was some, (laughs) I don't know if it was another broken cat tweet or uh, Instagram (laughs) post, but... We I, I commented something on it, and I I can't remember who it was, and they were like, "Bob, could you imagine having the resources they have?" And this I is know. her fucking Instagram. Yeah, like <laughs> she is the same Instagram of someone who lives in like rural, you know, Alabama with no money. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. They don't do shit. Like if you the, you would never know that they have access to the networks of people and the money that they do it's all just pictures of cats and like a couch yeah. and whatever <laughs> and You're just I like mean,
4: you, what it's are you pictures doing? of like yeah it's just pictures of her decaying
6: in front of our eyes eating <laughs> a cereal bowl I, I what the fuck like? If I had millions of dollars, every picture would be a new fucking island. I don't. Who knows? You know? Yeah. You'd see Bob yeah. and Santori, Santorini. Or, Bob and Santorini. Bob. and it would be like <laughs> Bob I,
4: I'd be like, you know, everything is crappy in New York. Here, I just here's a new school.
6: <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> everything.
4: Everybody's poor. Here, Bob. here's a new apartment a complex. <laughs> I'm rich. You know, these people do nothing. All they do is take cat eyeballs and fucking moan and groan about what?
0: I just got this image of Bob with like this tricked out drum workshop kit, all like diamond and gold on top of Mount Everest with a team of people around with a a heat with a heat tent. So he wouldn't have to actually put on a suit. (laughs)
6: Absolutely. That's (laughs) the the then of shit you would see.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, why wouldn't you get the best car, the best house, the best this with that kind of fucking scratch? I mean, yeah, yeah, you could you could, could go the Tyson route and lose it all, but he's never gonna lose it.
4: Well, or again, go like somewhere, the, the... travel. He goes yeah. nowhere. He nowhere. goes to Mexico He <laughs> <and> leaves early.
6: <laughs> well, the thing too with with them trashing, I I don't know that show with the obese girls sisters, but yeah. the. Th- the, the thought of this like multi multi-millionaire and her just trashing these girls in their mansion and like that's the best thing they have to do like even <laughs> with know. all that resource and everything they're engaging in the same behavior that's you know a lower or middle class person is doing it you know it just it makes no sense i mean it's i know not even,
4: it, it's iq it's like these two low iq people are both they have everything in the world the mm-hmm. resources what they could do with it where they can go what they could spend their time talking about and what did they do they watched tammy and some fuck fat as fuck you know yeah. washing themselves and eating themselves to death st- singing the theme song around a bunch of like 20 cats and fucking litter boxes i mean it's disgusting it's, it might as well be an episode lowest. of orders
0: not to sound really not not to, not to sound like some kind of asshole I'm gonna I'm gonna get that anyway so I apologize girls but oh yeah you're a little late for
6: that well
0: <laughs> there's there's girls I grew up with I'm I'm sure in every cohort it's the same thing there's hot girls that I knew growing up they always had that big fat fuck friend to make themselves look better by comparison <laughs> there was always the tag-along really obese or overweight girl to make the really hot silly, insecure one feel better about herself in my opinion, that's exactly what these two assholes are doing when they watch a show like that and trash them. Like we can't eat, we don't eat, but we want to make fun of those people who overeat and don't have control because that does something for our self esteem, which is so fucking low. She, Beth has gone on the air many times and he said how she's, um,
6: She's got like no
0: self-esteem like like when Sal made fun of her for the horse comment and she was so upset by that. And I believe she was if she heard it and that he we obviously know he has no self-esteem because look at him. He looks like a fucking gargoyle on the fucking Dakota. And he so so it makes it's in, in a way it's just to pop up their fucking ego that there's no other exactly reason to watch that show. You're entertained exactly. by really obese people. You should be disgusted. You should be like uh, it's too sad. I don't want to watch that
6: that's how I, that's how I feel when I see those things. And that's what really, I, I and what disturbed me is like, do you know how ugly you have to be inside yeah. to if need to trash it. these sick girls? Mm-hmm. And not only like, and, and not even to, to justify it for someone, but like, I get if you're, you're a person in a situation that doesn't have a lot going for them and like, you, you, That's the one thing that you you are doing better than. And you get on there and you watch it and you trash them. But it's like, here we have people that could that have resources that have all this stuff, and like you're resorting. Like you have to be so fucking ugly inside yeah. to yeah. do yeah. that, right? I, and then mo- I, mock
0: them on the air. I mean, like literally, we like, are the thousand pound fifters. Well, yeah, here's the- it's it's revolting.
4: And they're the singing thing with the song.
6: That- <laughs> Well see, here's what here's another comment I was gonna say. Often with people with NPD, the only way that you're able to bond with them <clears throat> or the only way they'll really let you speak and not be critical is if you're also being abusive or negative. So like I've I've read about people saying, Yeah, the only time my mom wanted to talk to me is when I was talking about something negative or when we were trashing a neighbor. And so like a good example of that was Howard was talking on one clip I heard. He's like, the way I would cheer my mom up was I would make fun of the neighbors. Like she would, I, I, it was in some, it might've been this extended interview. Somebody, uh, tagged me in it i think he was on maybe letterman or something like that okay and he was talking about the way that he would cheer oh colbert it was a colbert okay. thing because his mom was also depressed okay. um but he's like the only way he's like i was always trying to cheer my mom up i was always gauging her and the way i would do that was like i would make fun of the neighbors mm-hmm. and it would she would laugh so it's like look at what they're doing here like they're both in a good mood they're into like saying you know repeating this this little show I don't know what it was little jingle and they're like enjoying themselves. Cause that's Mm -hmm. like the only time they'll really allow you to, to enjoy yourself or engage with you is if you're being negative, if you're being abusive. Mm -hmm. So that was another aspect that kind of disturbed me about that show a little bit, or them talking about watching that. show. yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is the last, so sorry, Sam, please.
4: Um, I just, your wife, I know because she's Irish. There's a author, Flannery O'Connor, and it reminds mm-hmm. me of the story Revelation. And uh, the Turpins are sitting in a doctor's office, and she's immediately judging every single person in the doctor's office, like just maniacally judging everyone, like horribly. You know, and she just has these horrible observations. But because she thinks of herself in some certain way, she feels it's okay to be doing this. And then at the end of the story, I think it's like somebody comes up to her face and yells something in her face and starts attacking her in the waiting room. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, Henry. (laughs) And it's like. I think uh, I think it's kind of like that. Like it's just this disgusting judgment on people. That why are you doing this?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, with with Beth, I'm, I'm sure it's just to to uh, detra- like um, diffuse or deflate any kind of abuse she's going to get from him. But with the, his mother, it would be like that. <laughs> There's a joke Greg Fitzsimmons told. I'm sure it's an old Catskills joke. There's these, uh, the waiter goes up to, at a restaurant, goes up to the two um, Jewish lay old ladies that uh, have finished their meal. And <laughs> he goes, ladies, was anything okay?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just love that joke. To the point that the state had to come in and run the high school. It's never been done in our country before. It was run like a prison. There's barbed wire around my high school. That's how That's, bad it was.
0: He makes it sound like he was in the Warsaw ghetto. I mean, this is... <laughs> when, he, when he talks about this shit, and we know all about it, guys, and anybody on our fucking YouTube channel wants to... There's one guy that constantly wants to debate. He goes, Roosevelt is a shithole. Okay, perhaps it is it's turned into a, a very bad place. But when he was there, you have no way of knowing okay, we have a, a, a fairly solid ID understanding of how bad it was back in the day because of their census report. You could actually look at numbers and show who was, how many people were employed, how many, um, you know, the g not GDP, what do you call it, the gross, like the median income at the time. It, it would indicate the level of, of success in the neighborhood at the time when he left and then when he, when you know, he decided to, when they decided they were going to um, stay longer. So... Sure. It wasn't like, it wasn't like Dachau. It was, <laughs> it was, you know, it wasn't it Rikers was just Island. Ter- the, the,
4: <laughs> the, yeah, the, um, the, the people in the community, that changeover was just happening in real time when he was there. And then he yeah. left. He was there for two yeah. years.
0: Not even one year He's in, in Roosevelt. White... And then he spent one year then... still at Roosevelt, <laughs> then, like, it, high, school, at Roosevelt. And then like it in high, while he was in high school while at Roosevelt. And then the rest of high school he was in Rockville Center.
4: I imagine it, it, it being a... like getting out in like 35. Yeah. You know? From Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Germany.
6: You <laughs> know what I mean? It, Peace. It was... It was just a white flight neighborhood, and they hung over there an extra eight months. Like that's, that's right. all it was. Like yeah, for for real bad ghettos. Like there's there's places in Chicago that they're nightmares right now, but they weren't. You know, they used to all be all Jewish and Italian, like yeah. middle class. Like yeah, it's a shithole now. But if I live back there in 1950 or 60s, probably completely. You know, standard for that area. Totally. So, totally. That,
4: and that's totally like most cities. Like when, yeah. when I say, oh, my grandparents grew up on the West Side, people are like, what? And I'm like, the West Side wasn't the West Side it is now. That's the West right.
0: Side right. is like
4: right. fine. Right.
0: Right, like the the way Little Italy really is much little smaller and isn't really Italy any Little Italy anymore in New York. It's it's mm-hmm. been I don't know taken over, gentrified, whatever. And then the the Italians moved away. Like they all got better stations in life and and got to a higher plateau
2: and moved away. It happens in so many big cities. And I'm in college yes. now. And this hot chick who looks like a fucking supermodel, she tells me she grew up in Westchester. I I I knew of Westchester. I like I had. Anyway, that's the end of that clip. I knew of
4: Westchester. That's like, (laughs) could you imagine like a town that was right next to yours? Like, okay, I could think of, I live in, okay, so East Aurora, uh, Depew, Lancaster, West Seneca, like all these surrounding area towns, Buffalo that are within 15 minutes of each other. Who can't, I think I've heard of Westchester. Mm -hmm. Like what, in a tall tale, a myth?
2: (laughs) What are you talking about?
0: this um, this next clip if i can play it is called fuck right off you wigged faggot people walk all over me robin
2: i can't tell you what goes on in our workplace i know what goes on in my workplace and you know who's abused in my workplace me
0: <laughs> this is about alan
2: these guys they fucking <laughs> you, run around you should be complaining about the people who work for you yeah i mean who do i go to i t- i hire people and then they walk all over me
5: oh
0: god it's just a victim like he's always the victim right the next clip we're going to play, guys, is called Bitter Pills, Anger, and Therapy. Oh, my. So you're not driven and...
2: by bitterness. You're not, you're, you're, no. You don't appear to be a bitter guy. I, I, no. I look at my childhood, and I still can't get past it, and I'm older than you. I mean, I, I yeah. just uh, I get very angry. Uh, there's, very, very, I, think,
0: I think that there's, it, it, it perhaps is fueled, but I, you know, I long ago defeated
2: them. How would know, you do that? Like, did you did you I mean, but did you did you ever go into therapy? Did you ever uh, uh, sit no, in no, I mean like
0: we did like there was some later on there was some like band therapy stuff but uh No, this is the from the Tom Morello interview which was very recent guys. Sorry to get so recent. But again all these clips range from January of the previous year to present day because we wanted to get a good mix for Bob and it just happened to be one of the more recent ones. So uh play the rest of that one out. But it wasn't through. it's just like I I, and I do have to like. There was a tremendous amount of resolve and a tremendous amount of confidence that I was given by my fa- my family was really supportive, Howard. Like my mom and and then her parents and my, uh, uh, her brother and sister. Like I always had this sense of self worth. Like it's hard to even describe. Like when you're the when you're a, a unicorn, like I was in town. Like the the well, kids. That's the end of that clip, Bob. I wanted to ask you something because we were going to do a Ray specific in the future, Ray Howard relationship based um, uh, psych podcast episode. Mm. I understand. I can totally get the situation if the, he was a useless piece of shit, which we know he is now. And he's always been a useless piece of shit. Your parents though, like I can believe his, do you, is it your contention really briefly that as, as supportive as Ben might've been and, and Ray may or may not have been, it was, a, it was a dichotomy, like Ray would have been everything's gonna go to shit. And Ben's like, well, we'll we'll try it, you know, like more positive minded. Yes. Okay.
6: Yes. So and and, and probably a lot of his attention was, you know, Howard's talked about how his dad, I guess, even at one point told his mom, let's just become alcoholics. You know, mm-hmm. I think Ben really put a lot of attention in resolving the the episode that she was going through. And again, that's going to take some attention away from Howard, which he he probably resented. But whenever you have these figures like a ray, just these these emotional cancers, I mean, it can really destroy a a family dynamic. But, yeah, um, I I would guess that Ben was probably a little bit more of the like even even that thing. Like, hey, let's just let's try being alcoholics, you know, like let's do something. Let's proactive. Yeah.
0: Even that, well, even that, we can call that, I don't know if becoming an alcoholic is being proactive, but it's something. No. It's better than just being a depressive. I don't know. Sure. Um, Sam?
4: Yeah, and alcohol was thought of like a lot differently back in the day. I mean, totally. anyone watching Mad Men could oh, attest yeah. to that.
7: Totally. So, I
4: do you think because I've um, joined the NPD Reddit page just to see how kids hmm. affected by NPD react and they give certain scenarios in their lives? And I was wondering, do you think? Well, two things. One is I think that uh, Ray, a lot. I watched a documentary on how Jewish uh, children, survivors of Holocaust, uh, how they were parented so coldly when they came to America and started families of their own. How mm-hmm. how how disconnected and um unloving their childhood was for a lot of them. I'm not saying all of them, but mm-hmm. this documentary focused on just how sad and vacant and cold it was. And of course they pushed for them to be, you know, successful in their careers and professions and, uh, you know, the American dream aspect, but like emotionally unavailable and never talked about all the stuff they went through, but also had no emotional availability as, as, loving parents and then the NPD could she have had some of that too and passed that down I am not yes,
6: yes. I, I mean definitely um she suffered usually you'll see some trauma in the childhood uh, for people that go on to to develop NPD and <clears throat> it's kind of a big rabbit hole to go down but um, you know, Sam Vakinen, who who is Jewish, he he kind of has has postulated that the reason for so much narcissism in the Jewish community or this sort of uh, self-absorbed, like even humor, just like certain stereotypes. He he mm-hmm. thinks that a lot of that was generational um, after the Holocaust, this sort of acute trauma to this group of people mm-hmm. Um so, you know, not to go into that, that's a whole other rabbit yeah. hole. But, yeah, definitely his mom <clears throat> would have developed something like that and what she would describe. I think that, you know, she had lost sisters, her, her family was separated. Her her um... See, another really big onset, sometimes there will be a, a life event, and Howard describes her sister,
3: I the believe death her sister. sister
6: died. Yeah. And she really went into this thing, this whatever funk, happened, yeah. um, where it was really severe and it sounded really severe. They actually, the, the term that kind of gets used that came to my mind when you were describing it as a refrigerator mom,
5: mm-hmm.
6: where it's just very cold, unavailable. And ultimately what that does is it, it, it causes neglect and it causes neglect of the child's emotional needs. Mm-hmm. And in a way it is an abusive thing. And Howard also describes how he always had to gauge his mom's, he was always gauging where she was, if she was happy, like they they really put their happiness onto other people. It it becomes a thing where, a a really common thing is you'll see that the child becomes the parent, the child now becomes emotionally responsible for the parent, for the parent's happiness, Yeah, and um, that's a traumatic event for for a kid, so... (laughs) but
0: i just wanted to cut into one thing here's the here's the problem that i have with that whole narrative that he keeps going on about number one you cannot hang your hat on that the rest of your life and blame your parents for things that you have claimed you've gone to psychiatry a psychiatrist to ameliorate to fix and then bitch about it when you're 67 you're supposed to come to some come to terms as an adult later on and say look i you know I, 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 you know, if the therapy, Gary said it himself, if the therapy ain't working after 20 years, switch therapists, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
6: yeah, I mean, if you've developed a personality disorder, you're, it doesn't work like that though. Right. You're, you're describing someone who's neurotypical and, and that would be the right course of action. But if a personality disorder was able to to be set in place mm-hmm. that's not going to happen You're, they're right. going to continue to dwell on these events and be consumed with the things that he's consumed with now um with with more extroverted uh, narcissism you see a lot more of these themes of i own this company i know michael jordan i've done this i have this amount of money when you, when you go into a more introverted covert form you start to have fantasies about revenge fantasies um of getting back at people proving people wrong you start to almost gaslight your own reality and smear campaign people it's like it's it's just the same mechanism but it's manifesting itself in a different way in Howard's uh particular form of NPD Do
4: you think, do you think how he perceived Ray to be cold Mm
6: -hmm. as
4: a child and his way to, uh, I guess, emotionally connect with her or connect with her in some way or, you know, constantly temperature checking her? Do you think that that has now resolved in some form of, well, obviously NPD, but he's he is not temperature-checking her. He's temperature-checking himself. It's turned inward. Like, that whole entire... I, Him temperature-checking Ray was a form of how is my day going to go? How am I going to be... How is my day going to go as a child? Because it's going to be based on what my mother feels like. So I'm going to do what I have to do in order to survive this kind of, like emotional vacancy here Correct. and then when you get older you then turn that inward and you're just kind of only worried about how do I get my needs me me you me, turn me. it
6: actually you turn it outwards so what is Beth constantly doing with Howard she's yes.
4: constantly
6: checking him she's watching his face she's watching his mood she's watching what Ray did to him he now does to her Amazing. over time so people like i'll give you an example really extreme example <clears throat> not all but people <clears throat> who molest children were molested themselves most of the time mm-hmm. and what i see is as time goes on people don't really consciously realize they're doing it but they'll start to become the abusers themselves and they'll turn what they were dealing with. They'll just a- adapt that behavior because that behavior has made such an imprint mm-hmm. on them and who they are that it's almost wired them to emulate that sort of behavior. So you see a lot of people, even though he he was neglected by his mom and his mom was consumed with her. So he wound up doing the same thing to his kids. And then he won wind, he winds up Having Beth now, who's constantly got to gauge him, constantly got to gauge his mood, and if he's not happy, then she can't be happy.
0: Well, this yeah. is the thing we'll never know, and I wish we did know this. Um, by the way, because uh, we're going to play a clip about Robin giving him shit about his him not raising his kids, and <laughs> um, it, no, it's, it's it, and we d- will never know exactly how hands off he was, but we have a good idea based on what yeah. we've heard from clips. Yeah, do you believe the the way he? neglected his own children was in any way commensurate to the way ray might have neglected him growing up i, I think there's no way
6: i don't think it's exactly the same like with him but... it was
0: physical like he physically was not there as well as emotionally with ray it was, she was there but she was just not in a state to be a parent i guess at that there, point. there's
6: there's a deficit of empathy yes um and it, it, so it man, it's the same, essentially the same root cause. It just manifested itself in different ways. And Howard talks a lot about how he had, I think we're going to play a clip later, how he had to learn to basically <laughs> have empathy and care about his kids. I mean, it it wasn't it wasn't an innate behavior for him. He had to learn that. So, yeah, I don't think it was the exact same thing that he put the problem, but he he pretty outwardly resented having kids. He made a room to lock himself away from.
5: Yeah.
4: So if he had to learn empathy and compassion and nurturing children, Ray, for all it's for all purposes, he not that she was neglectful, not that she wasn't there, but wouldn't that do something to a child that is constantly worried about, if they're worried about your emotional state, your emotional state, that leaves a vacuum for what is their emotional state going to be growing up. Like you want your children to feel confident. You want them to feel Um, not only mentally okay but emotionally okay and if you're not doing that that has to that has to have left him with a huge hole if you're if you're worried about your mother not having the emotions to correctly parent that has to fuck you up
6: Yeah. yeah and it did it manifested as a personality disorder but then,
0: but then again, at some point you have to. You, if if his therapist was doing I don't, their can job, can you
7: can you can what, you can, 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 you, can fix you change
0: that? the? Well, that's that's no. My, that's no, you can't in his case. But you're the an average person. The average person who had his issues would be able to treat it in therapy at least to the point where he could actually think of his daughters as daughters and not just you know expenses.
6: Well, yeah, <laughs> when you're at that point to where he was saying some of the stuff that he was saying. Yeah. How he wanted his kids to admire him. Yes. As fans.
4: Um, as fans. You're, you're
6: yes. pretty far gone at yeah. that point. You know, normally what you'll hear from people is once I had my kid, I realized that my life was over and I needed, you know, I was dedicated to raising my kid, I had to be there. You know, that's normally the type of stuff that I hear mm-hmm. from my friends. I don't hear that. Like, they don't know how to be a caring, they don't know how to care about their kids. It's an unusual thing to say.
4: I think about like when you go through something traumatic in life, you want to, you want to as much as you can shelter your child and save your child from that emotional harm that's happening around them as, and not impact them as much as you possibly can and keep everything as normal as possible. So in yeah. in Howard's case, it seems like the opposite. That every little tilt of his life, she was extreme. Like the pain, the tragedy, the suffering. No parent would ever amplify that. Like you do mm-hmm. everything you can to shelter your children from the, that.
0: Right. Ideally. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's a question for you, Bob. Um, do you think when Allison left him, and I don't want to go down this road for, for very long, but do you think mm-hmm. when she left him, and she, of course, was learned in psychology a fair bit by that point, she had done mm-hmm. an MA in social work, mm-hmm. and she'd already had a psychology degree, I believe. I believe. Um, <clears throat> do you believe when she left him and when they divorced that she believed he'd never get better? Yes, Okay, and so that even like even today with psychology being more like having more research done into certain levels of you know narcissism or what have you, you think at that point she's like he's a lost cause? Yes. Okay. I I figured the same thing because otherwise she might have stuck around if she thought there was some way of turning him around.
6: Mm, no. Yeah.
4: I I picture the Soprano scene when his therapist just was like. Yeah, we're going to get you a cognitive behavioral. I'm going to get you some referrals and we're done.
6: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dr. Melfi. For that exact yeah. reason, you know, that that in the show that came up because they uh, I think they referenced a real study where they were saying when psychopath people with, you know, legit
4: sociopaths. Yeah. so
6: Yeah. When they go in to get therapy, they become more equipped to fake emotion, to, to deceive people. That's basically what I think happened to Howard when mm-hmm. he went into yeah. therapy.
0: It was just more tools to be abusive.
6: Y- yeah. Or at least fake, fake being human fake. you know, prior to that, it was like the narrative was that Howard was an asshole on the air. And when he was off the air, he was miserable and he hated his life. But it was mm-hmm. like, after the therapy started, it turned into this, oh, Howard's a great guy off the air. Howard buys people this. Howard pays for that. Mm-hmm. It was like this whole narrative changed, almost like these mechanisms to start to preserve this yeah. image. Yeah, I mean, I just saw that change, and it was like it kind of made me think of that that uh scene in the Sopranos, the Sopranos, and it's like he just became more cunning and deceptive via his work in therapy, even faking his NPD. Uh, test that he took like that's how aware he is of what he has entirely
0: and that's one of the clips we're going to play not the um, not the drew one but the one the bullshit one later on that just basically parroted the uh, previous thing which i think was a complete work however it just it it was just sort of a um, uh, a recall of the dr drew um, narcissism test they did originally so this short clip is called when nobody stares at me
2: We go, like, we have friends who we go to dinner with and stuff. Uh I'm not mentioning any names, of course. But the whole whole night, they don't look at me. They, like, just stare (laughs) at back, right? I mean, and and then we we go, oh, my God.
7: There's somebody, I'm not going to say who, we were having dinner with. And it was just the three of us, because I think that his, he was not attached at the time.
0: Right. I'm sure it was Billy Joel. (laughs) It sounds exactly like him.
7: And we were having dinner, and Howard... Went out to go to the bathroom, and he took my hands, and he goes, what are you doing with him? Oh,
0: my God! God. <laughs> that person sounds sounds at least reasonable. Hmm. But I, I wonder what was going kind of, on. What, in terms of that dinner?
6: Yeah, I wonder, if it, I wonder if it wasn't like, you're so hot, and he's a ghoul. No, I wonder if I... he was just being shitty towards her. And he was like, "Why are you in this? I, I don't, you know." The context speculation. is
0: it's speculation. It could have be, it could very well be. What are you doing with this asshole?
5: Yeah.
4: Or yeah. or no, it could just be just like when you see them on talk shows. There's very little. There's very little uh, relationship between them in the context of back and forth. When right. you yeah. see them together, it doesn't even when they first were together in the sixty minutes interview. There's mm-hmm. very little that seems like it cements them together as a couple, like a loving, nurturing couple. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem <gasps> real. She at always all. seems like
0: a hostage. <laughs> it
4: just, it, it seems very vapid and pathetic and fake. No,
6: and no, no chemistry maybe, at all. No. Right.
4: So if somebody says, "What are you doing with this person?" Maybe it's just they're watching their interactions and realizing. These are two totally separate people on two totally separate planes. This person's a depleted soul and this person's a raging mm-hmm. narcissist just fucking sucking the life out of her, you know, mm-hmm. like a fucking what is it in Harry Potter? The the guys that oh, suck yeah. the souls, dementor, uh, I think. Dementors. Yeah.
6: Now he's a fucking dementor. Now my my kid adult girlfriend is obsessed with Harry Potter, so I've I've I love all... it
4: I mean, I've read all the hardcover books. I was that loser that waited in line at Barnes and Noble when they would come <laughs> For out. First,
0: first copy, yeah. Um, uh, the, the, okay, the next clip is called, and this it ties into it, Beth feels like a hostage.
2: Something happened. Do
7: you remember after we watched mm. away, I said, let's go into your studio. And I said, how do you know that everything's working okay? Yeah. Well, the other day when I was deep cleaning in here.
2: Yeah, getting, it was getting was getting a little dirty in here, so Beth came down and did some deep cleaning. I was uh, we know I was trying to
7: be really careful, but I knocked this whole thing over.
2: Oh, this? Oh, yes. You- remember,
7: I was like, "What is that for?" And then
0: this is from September of last year, guys. By the way,
7: I started scrubbing it, and look at this sign. Yeah, it says, "Do not use cleaner." It was after Oh, was
5: <laughs> that's fine. So I
7: thought that was the camera. I did not sleep a whole night. I was so, and I even texted Kelly about it. I don't know if I should tell you. I didn't know if I should call Gary. Of course she you know should if...
2: tell me, but it's a...
7: What?
2: What?
4: <laughs> I oh. didn't know if I should tell my husband.
2: They're
6: so oh, in love. 20
4: years. They're so
0: in
6: love. It was just, I'm just true love I'm, at sight. I'm just
0: thinking mommy dearest. That's all I have in my head when she starts talking like that. No wire hangers. Yes. <laughs> Think yeah. about Terrified. it. Think, think about
4: if you broke a glass out of the dishwasher, and you were like, "Fuck! I didn't mm-hmm. sleep a whole night."
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: you, that's basically what it is in Pretty in much. like middle class sense.
0: Yeah. Well, she's dreading like, what the fuck bullshit do I have to put up with if exactly. I do this? If this happens, and this is, it must be a laundry list the size of I don't know the Dead Sea Scrolls, where you know if you do this, he is going to bitch at you and moan, complain in your face until yeah. like it'll, it'll never end because he, we've heard him do the petcock saga when Gary, Gary's certain Gary things that's happened or when something it goes an hour on the show, when it should be a two minute conversation off the air, but he's, Oh, it's going to be entertaining. A lot of the times it's not entertaining. It's just him going in circles, raging about the same bullshit that really seems well, pointless.
6: Yeah. He, so, he's scared and he's yeah. just going to completely destroy her peace and like mm-hmm. she's gonna pay for this, mm-hmm. you know. That's what, that's what she's scared of. Yeah.
4: So, so if she's agreed to this, you know, contracts of sorts in this <laughs> lifestyle.
0: Exactly. You
4: know. So, say she's, you know, into this, and now it's basically what Munchausen syndrome or whatever. You know, like <laughs> when you're kidnapped and then they allow you to go to the grocery store, but you come back, you don't <laughs> run away, like that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Say it's like that. What, what is in her head? Is it just survival mode all the time for this? Yeah. Oh my god. Imagine. I mean, she's such a vapid cunt that I don't care. But I (laughs) just really, I don't. I mean, she's never been. If she would have, if she would have actually presented herself as a person that had some substance to her previously like Allison that I would care but she never and, yeah. has
0: and that's right she's not she's thoroughly unlikable and that was the one mistake he never count on he made her hateable and that was you know eventually she, for, to me originally I don't know how anybody else feels but um, when she came on the scene I was indifferent and then I started mm. to hate her. It was never like, it was never, because I was, I was team Allison all the way. And then this person had no characteris- characteristics until he started, oh, she's in FHM, she's in Maxim, she's doing this, and yeah. Casino Cinema. And all of a sudden he built her up. She speaks <laughs> She speaks five languages. All this bullshit. And then you were like, "That she must be an idiot. Because he's the, an idiot.
6: The thing that I always got from that, and I think that this sort of crowbarred Beth you know, element into the shows like, right. Everyone to me is just like, yeah, you, you, you're rich, you got divorced and you got a young wife. Like it's, this isn't, this isn't the first time this has happened. Like, I don't need this whole story. I don't need her to be forced in. I don't need this, you know, repetitive brainwashing thing going like, it's fine, dude. You got a young wife. Like we get it. And I I feel like a lot of his, I feel like a lot of his audience felt that way. Like, it was just a storyline that nobody wanted that just no. kept coming into it. So. Right. And that, right. In,
0: like, that in turn engendered some of the negative feelings people had towards her sure. because you just never yeah. heard any, you never heard any problems until then, you know, after the uh, right. roasts and then the ABLO thing. Yeah. Sam.
4: But, but say, but say we did like her, like, pretend we liked her like Allison. Right. Say. And now this survival mode that you say is happening right now how bad mm-hmm. is it it's i want to i yeah
6: it's very bad and <clears throat> i think this sort of breaking point where she i mean you'll hear i think there's some stuff in this clip i remember hearing this a while ago that's pretty disturbing um but i think he's talking about in the last thing he's caving in he's going out that's all beth saying i have to leave I have mm-hmm. to get out of here. Like I want to go for good. I need to get away. Like mm-hmm. that. That to me is a hundred. That all of that was Beth. Yeah, and I really, you know, uh, being locked away with one of these people for that Ooh. long, even in that big of a house in a pandemic. Uh, fuck. I mean, I feel for people. You know, I. I, mm. I think it'd be. Will bad. she?
4: Will she ever leave?
6: I. I think she could. It. Maybe in a body there's bag. so many there's so many of these instances <laughs> where we we hear back and like just just not even a covert abuse, people being flagrantly abused yeah. for years, and they don't leave, and everybody's just, why don't why don't you leave? Why don't you i these scenarios can get so complicated and mm-hmm. to a point where no one believes it's happening. you know I mean, we have celebrities now that's coming out. they were just abusing the masses for years. And sure. no one believed it. And so I, 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 I've seen enough of these scenarios that I know it gets complicated. I know that she's very tied in with him. I don't know what they have worked out legally. I don't know what her family is dependent on. I don't know how addicted to the lifestyle she is herself. I mean, there's a lot of elements that go into something like this.
4: So if, say, because this is kind of also <laughs> my thought, say she does leave. If somebody has been so programmed and so, you know, into this, into this narcissistic, you know, relationship, this NPD yeah. relationship, if they leave on their own, my mm-hmm. fear for her is she will totally collapse in overdose or something. Like she will totally,
5: she if will she totally tell if she, she leaves,
4: le- if, well, both, I worry about both, but I think if she leaves, she won't even know what to do with herself. Because she's been so programmed some way. That's part
6: of it, too. That's part like of it, Like, really, the guilt and the
4: fuckery of it.
6: They really get into your psyche through repetition, through, like, really common ways of brainwashing people.
4: Because she's like a they, child.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I hate to say this because I, I am saying it in the context that she is a person that I think is being subjected to abuse, but... She obviously doesn't have the skill set that, like, an Allison has. She doesn't have kind of the mind power to withstand this. She's probably very afraid of the consequences would be my guess because Howard's a connected... As much as we want to say he's a connected guy, he somehow got another contract. I don't... If they're paying him $20 an episode, I'm fucking amazed that he managed to get another one. Um... (laughs) So she's probably scared. I mean, you got a guy that can do damage to you. Really, mm-hmm. really connected guy with agents and lawyers. And he's gonna smear campaign. He's gonna get on his show and, and humiliate you to the, the fullest extent <laughs> that he can. I mean...
0: What's he gonna do? Continue to make sure she doesn't get any film work. Well, his his audience
6: <laughs> member might get upset with her.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe both of them. No I think, more
4: kitten bowl.
0: Exactly.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you think she li- she lives
0: lives for the kitten bowl every year, and that's her. I'm I'm think I asked Bob this outright ages ago. Do you think would you would it surprise you at all if she's carried out of there at, like the, as the victim of an OD one day?
6: Oh, uh, I mean.
0: Accidental. Whatever. There's a good.
6: There's a good chance that she's using something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's. I would doubt that she's using any kind of like. I think it. You, you know. I think it is kind of like an Adderall, alcohol sort of tier Lucky level charms. thing. Lucky Charms. <laughs> uh, again, you know, when your when your central nervous system is is on high alert like that, sugar will actually temporary. Temporarily pacify the central nervous system. Wow, Um,
4: that's why drug addicts love lollipops when they come out. Well, yeah, they love
6: sugar. do you remember mm. the story when when they were in Amsterdam with uh, Gary Maybe. and Sal and Mary smoked yeah. that weed and started going haywire? They said, "Give her a sugar cube sugar and take cube. her outside." That's because mm-hmm. it'll calm your nervous system down, and then the oxygen will you know will enrich the blood and it'll calm the mind down. Mm-hmm. So so sugar actually will will um, temporarily, of course, subdue the the central nervous system. So. This sounds um,
4: healthy. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know that she'll overdose. Imagine I you mean... open
0: you open up the steak drawer in their house and there's like gummy bears and you open up the ice tray and there's like frozen frozen gump gobstoppers or something. Maybe uh, maybe
4: she could maybe she could be the next person. Remember that commercial for Tootsie Pop and it was like the cartoon. I was like, how many does licks?
0: It take? How many yeah. licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop?
4: The world may never know. <laughs> <laughs>
6: fucking Lucky Charms. It's Bath. It's yeah. Bath's
4: fucking... So let's... Horse it's a mouth. fucking
6: note at the end of it that says "Get me out of here." They got hostage <laughs> awesome victims.
7: SOS. Yeah,
0: <laughs> instead of you know, the bazooka joke, um, instead of a cartoon, it's a, it's a help note. It's a big
2: nothing. And then, and so, then I
7: was like, "Well, are you going to do a run through?" And you said no. And I said, "Well, you have enough time in the morning in case something's wrong." But why
2: wouldn't you tell me? What would so, I, I? I
7: don't know. You, you
2: tell me everything. I, I, I do you tell
6: me everything, or are no, you? No, I don't tell things? you. Everything. Pause it, Pause I'll, it. No, I don't tell you everything. Did you? Do you hear how? Do you tell me everything? Do you tell do, do you hear like how aggressive and bullying?
0: Yeah, accusatory. Like,
6: yeah, do you tell you're keeping shit from I know you've been keeping shit like you just guys, You guys are NPD. men.
4: When I hear that, it makes my sho- I literally am like my shoulders go back and I'm like it makes me go back like my whole body feels like I'm being yelled at.
6: Yeah, Mm -hmm. if I was if I was yelling at my girl like that, I I would. feel. Are you keeping
4: something from me? Like my whole, my whole body just like went in reserve, and this isn't even about me. That's just how he's talking,
6: and that's why she doesn't want to let him know because she knows whatever he's going to do, he's going to get in my world. He's going to just totally disrupt my peace. He's going to like just make me feel frightened, and this is why she didn't tell him.
0: Yeah, if I did that to my wife, I'd have to look out for a frying pan headed towards me like a roundhouse, <laughs> really quickly. I mean, you don't you don't fuck yeah. with an Irish, you don't fuck with an Irish or Italian girl and expect no
2: nothing to come from it. No.
7: I do that, and I. How could we be, sleep over it?
2: How could we be married? I knocked 20 years? over
7: your whole console. I felt terrible.
2: Are there things I don't know about you that I that are like major things in your life?
6: I don't think so. what. What are you asking your wife of twenty years, like,
4: on the air?
6: Right. Yeah, and not married twenty years, but
0: I know what you mean, Bob. You're with your we're, we're with her twenty years, over twenty years. We know that, and yeah. this is where they do it, and it really is with a clip like this. And I'll let I'll play let it play out, guys. It really is. This is where it does get fascinating, darkly, and like uh, almost in a you're you're you put the you put a bug like a parabolic mic in somebody's home. But it's him on the air. It's not actually Mm. us eavesdropping, but it feels like it. Yeah. And there's no way this is set up. There's no way this is set up. Uh, Well, it is set up for him to to confront her, but it's not set up in a way that, you know, it's scripted. They're going to argue. No way. Sam?
4: It's also, too, like, he thinks he's doing this thing where he's, like, promoting some sort of, you know, I I guess... Home life this is gonna be part of the aspect of the show. It's gonna put Beth out there. It's gonna make me seem like some you know homebody yeah. you know dick Van Dyke ask sort of you know <laughs> person that's what he really thinks that's how it's gonna be coming off, but it comes off as scary and it also if you the person you're with and this goes for any of our listeners in life if you're with the person you love and you know that, this would. This would never happen. You would never look at somebody twenty years later and say, "Do you, do you do this? Do you not tell me things that are important?
6: Major things, like
4: major things. I mean, I. It's Hamptons Gothic. It's fucking so pathetically sad. It is, yeah.
6: And you realize they don't interact again with Howard when it's on the air. This is where people can kind of air stuff out with them. Right, they don't interact. That's why she's bringing it up now, because she knows this is a safe zone. Well, and there's,
0: there's a clip I didn't play, and I'm not going to bring it up, but it's from 1999, and Tom Chiasano goes in and says, "You're difficult," and he's like completely complaining and bitching the whole time, going, "What do you mean difficult? I, I'm just, you know, standing up for the, you know, the quality control of the show and blah blah." blah they and they're all going in saying, eventually they all feel the strength, just like in the Diablo clip. Gary comes in and said, look, with with some advertisers, you can be a real pain in the ass, and yeah. you won't stick around, and we have to get you. This is why Gary has to get him while the show's going on in a break time, because he won't meet off the air. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have to do anything, including Great. confront people, including talk about real things. Sam?
4: Doesn't this feel like, instead of talking to your wife, this feels like an HR meeting, <laughs> where you're where you're literally being pulled into HR, and you're like... Do you want to talk about this? This issue happened, you know.
6: I wouldn't. You, think we, they were should married. we?
4: This this seems like some sort of corporate HR interview. Right. It's fucking right. whack.
2: Because you know, that would that would upset me. I mean, there are things I don't. Are tell you, you mad?
7: I didn't tell you about
2: that. No, Come but I, oh my god! But I love you. I mean, you could I mean, you imagine
7: it, you went on the air and nothing worked.
2: But I mean, what are you morning. afraid of me or something?
7: I, I'm wondering though, would I have admitted? Yes. Me, and of i'm course having a you... hard time with that i don't know that i would have
0: he just said oh my there are god he, it's it's buried under sound but he said and we didn't cover it up they were kind of going back and forth but you if you if you just listen really carefully you heard he said there are things i don't tell you of course mm-hmm. there are things you don't tell him like i'm gay <laughs> so like well she knows that i'm sure but I could see Sam. You guys can't see it. And one day we'll do a visual thing of this. It'll be like a webcam on Sam's reactions. She visibly is like taken back. Like it's, it's uncomfortable. I can tell Sam's really uncomfortable no. just listening to this.
4: How can you tell?
6: That's a threat. That's not him saying there's things that I... That's, he's threatening her. That, that's correct. There's but things, it was also there's things it, going on with me that I'm not telling you. Like maybe I'm thinking about seeing other, you know, throwing you out. He's
4: gaslighting her. He's yeah. gaslighting her. She
6: knows everything about him. He, he's in two different rooms for his entire fucking life. Like he knows every she knows everything there is to know about him. He he and does nothing. Right.
4: And notice he said that when she said, I wonder so she's getting slightly like, she's glitching. Like, you know, the mm. Stepford wife thing is glitching. And she's saying, I wonder, would I, what would happen if, and so she's mm-hmm. kind of getting slightly introspective. And how yep. does he knock it down? Well, I have things I don't tell you. Boom. Zap. Mm. Right back to your fucking Stepford wife.
0: And keep in yeah. mind, guys, this is with Jimmy Kimmel on the line listening. Oh, <laughs> really? That, this is I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not 100 because I, I didn't review the clips uh, fully, but uh, I, I'm pretty because I know pretty much I, I clipped them. I, I, I don't keep them for no reason. Um, but imagine like how d- discomfort Jimmy must be feeling or he's got a box of popcorn going <laughs> action. <laughs>
6: there, there's nothing worse than going over to your friend's house after they just got in a fight and they don't oh. want to tell you that it happened. But everything's um, like super still and you're like, is everything okay? Um, yeah, 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 everything's okay.
0: Well, yeah, yesterday I stepped out, for example, because my wife was just going nuts. So, And it was one of those things that I can't take anything for this. I can't give her anything for this. She has, I know I have to just sort of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, weather mm-hmm. the storm. And then when I had uh, a buddy come over, like one of our mutual friends is, hey, we are. Yeah, you guys enjoy your coffee, whatever. I'll be, ba- I'll be back. A, <laughs> I'll be back in a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like saying, but it was I went out for a few hours. She was fine later, but I'm like, I gotta get out of the line of fire. Otherwise, this is not gonna be at one point I'll turn into my old man and go, Ah, <laughs> you know, and I'll just say fuck it.
2: <laughs> at
4: least you get to yell at a foreign language.
2: Oh god, a couple. <laughs> But honey, you were doing me the ultimate favor. Yeah,
7: but what if your millions of listeners did not hear you? They weren't. They weren't able to. <laughs> listen They're not hearing. <laughs> yeah. they,
0: they don't exist. Just like just like the uh, the uh, coxman story, it doesn't exist either.
7: I've told you that it was because of me. Yes, I'm so if, struggling with that. I don't know that I would confess that.
2: But but why would you not confess that? Because you were down here doing something for me that I. Appreciate yeah, so much. Yeah, but
7: knocked over equipment.
2: Yeah. But anyway, you knocked good, over. I'm up-
7: released. Let's never talk about that again. All right. Oh my God, no. she. There, she is a
4: child. She's a yeah. child. Worse than a she's child. A child, and he's an abusive parent.
6: Yeah. What worse? W- but
0: but it's worse because he didn't even have this kind of interaction with his own kids.
6: <laughs> he left
0: it for Allison to parent her parent the kids. He really would be better off better served having an assistant in there with her all the time if she doesn't already and you deal with why don't you deal with my agent, Don? Can you talk to my wife for me?
4: Wait a minute. So so this just came to me. Bob, would Beth be the test of what Howard would be like as a parent if he had a full-time you know, child with him, if he had say one of his children with him full time, this to me sounds like how it ends up because she's sounds like a child. This is how it probably would have
6: ended up. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they get the same means in the, just in different, it just manifests in different ways. Like they need to be emotionally abusive. They need to be admired. They're going to get that from, it, it sort of winds up being the same setup with multiple right. so people, whether yeah. it's
0: wife or daughter or son it, or grandfather or mother, the relationship is the same. In other words.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So, if, okay. so if he were to have been a present parent, let's say this is how it would have ended up with his kids. So thank God he had nothing to do with them. Almost.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You Cause they're financially, mean? they're financially dependent on him. Beth is financially dependent.
6: Yeah
4: but
5: she
6: and has I'm to deal sure with he lets her know that
0: but she's not blood and i don't know that that makes a difference in his world um but either way it's it's it, it, if there's a contract there's no contract with your kids they they're physically your children <laughs> yeah you know, i think but in, in a lot of ways <laughs> though
4: i mean two guys don't have kids but so i can't but when you have a child it is lo- it is like not the same as your partner but you love them, you want the same things for both people. You want them to be happy emotionally, you want them to be okay, successful, mm-hmm. stable. Mm-hmm.
5: But, but... You want
4: to put the best energy you can into both people. Yeah, I, I, I don't with... see that from Howard. I see no, complete fear mongering. They, take. Fear-mongering.
6: they yeah. take and they abuse and they exploit, and that's how they view people. Sam, oh my that's. God. That's why I believe, I, I believe he's so fascinated by, you know, people that he perceives, especially, especially men that he perceives as really good looking, because I think he fantasizes that just because of your looks, like you, people just become entranced by you and you're able to use them. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like somebody who looks at a cult leader and is like, oh, man, that's awesome, like those people worship him he can take whatever he wants i think he sort of views like celebrity men that way where he's like oh you're so beautiful like people just submit to you right and a lot of the guys are like no, no. like i, like, women well, I wouldn't do, do whatever. that because he he would just take such advantage of that Completely. and he would love to have that power right now he uses his money to do that but um i think he would like other means
0: Sam, real quick, I got a question for you, okay? And this is a strictly like binary uh, thing. You've got three hours at hand, and you've got truth serum in either one of them. You can choose one to interview. Who do you choose, Allison or Emily?
4: Allison. Hmm.
0: Yeah, hands down, even 90... Okay, uh, just
4: I, because I I could I, as a mom, mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna know because mm-hmm. you know what it's like to be a mother. And you, I also know what it's like to be a single mother and then have another partner. And I want to know what it's, what that journey was like for her. I just think it would be more introspective. Plus I think she's smarter than her kids.
0: Oh, she probably is. Absolutely. But I would love the kids perspective so much because. um, I would like
4: that, but I want Allison's more.
0: Okay, fair enough. I think I would go Emily just because the kid's perception changes and evolves over time. The wife was well, Mm -hmm. obviously Allison's would as well, but she's always in a, she's an adult when they meet the kids changing and they're growing older and their perceptions change gradually. And then when Mm -hmm. it does happen, you can't unsee these things, the same as Mm -hmm. an adult. And that's when you start actually. Um, I believe that these things intrinsically, intrinsically become part of your life. Allison, I'm sure, is absolutely fine with everything that's gone on now. I don't think the kids really will ever get over being neglected by a fucking dad.
6: And I want to say something real quick, because recently you guys were doing that Robert Plan interview. <laughs> that, that, by the way, is just...
4: The best episode ever, I Yeah. Know.
6: Oh my God, that was, um, but anyways, there's two things I always noticed. There's two things I noticed with Howard. He always talked about that one Led Zeppelin concert. Yeah. And I realized that's the only concert he ever went to. That's why that's all he talks about is that one.
0: There's the Metallica one where he and Ralph are wearing that, that Golden Girls tunic.
6: Well, yeah, I'm talking about when he was, you know, a civilian. I know he's oh, yeah. been to a bunch of these things. He doesn't fucking care about, but right. Um, the yeah. other thing is too. He always talks about I did this shit X Y Z with my kids. I used to take. I took my kids to karate. I took my kid to karate. I took my kid to karate, and I realized he always brought up this one incident that yes. he took one of his kids to karate, <laughs> well and I realized that's the only time. He ever yeah. did anything with them. Right. Like, was the one time when they were really young, he took them to, one of them, to karate <laughs> once. And, like, that just shows a complete deficit of time <laughs> oh, yes. that he spent with them.
0: That still makes me laugh, that clip with where you stopped properly putting in an intro when he goes, I, I, I spent a lot of time with my kids when I needed to.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: Right. You also realize his absence of a parent, too, when... Things happen like you need doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, you need new shoes, you need uniforms, you need all this stuff. The parent that has no idea how that happens, but it just happens, probably isn't, you know, the most there. (laughs) And Howard just like, he just thinks it's like raising a kid is like, I should be, he should be thanked for showing up for these little piddly things, because I'm a celebrity or I'm this or I'm that. Meanwhile, there's an entire life that you schedule till they're, I don't know, however old, I mean, forever, Mm -hmm. pretty Mm -hmm. much. It seems like in the beginning Mm -hmm. until they're an adult, right? You know what I'm saying? And he has no interest in figuring out or wondering how all that happens. All these kids are healthy, have straight teeth, uh, you know, he has no interest in figuring out any of that. no they're
0: dating men. They're dating men successfully. Um, the totally. other one, the uh, <laughs> the other thing they're si- gonna... they're
4: singing by a river, <laughs> Jewish hymns <laughs> <laughs> with leaves falling on them and fucking rocking back and forth.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
4: anybody <laughs> YouTube, Emily Stern on YouTube.
0: Yeah, we don't go after the kids, guys. But uh, you know, when they put themselves out there every now and then, you gotta you gotta give them a little bit of you got a
2: little get a little piss with the with the sugar.
7: Never happened.
2: Right. Okay. That's so ridiculous that you wouldn't tell me. I would never be mad at you. I,
7: know, I just didn't. I was. I you wasn't were down here cleaning. Enough. Yeah, but I wasn't being careful
6: enough. Oh <laughs> <That laughs> shit! Sounds, sounds like someone gets hit. <laughs>
0: yes master thank you sir can i have another i wasn't careful
6: he (laughs) likes the towels just so yeah yeah you know what she
4: reminds me of howard reminds me of you know in the sound of music uh baroness von schrader the guy that uh captain von trapp was going to marry and she's like look the girl von trapp was gonna marry okay he was gonna marry that uh von schrader Woman, Baroness yeah. Von Schrader, or whatever. That's right, right, and right. she she's looking at Julie Andrew and everything she does. She's just, she's just in. It's just, she's it's just, it's, it's,
0: it's disdain. She's
4: just, yes, she's just yeah. watching her and waiting for her to fuck up and just, you know, just detailing everything she's doing wrong and honing in on her. And right. Beth feels that way. She feels that yeah. heat on her.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And that is that is the way she just explained that was as if to say, um, "I've gone against the edict. I've gone yes. against, I, oh, I know I fucked up, and now I have to address the fact that I fucked up. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's even worse."
2: Stop it. Careful.
7: Kelly's like, "You have to tell him." Call Gary.
2: <laughs> no, you did not think, call Gary. Gary, Gary, will tell you. Forget I'm it. He's
7: sweating. Telling you.
2: Oh, no. I
0: think she's oh, re- making God. reference. I think she's referencing her assistant
7: <laughs> who
0: probably said, like, who she's who, he, he, admitting told her, oh, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta tell him. Otherwise, he's gonna, it's just gonna get worse because he's gonna yeah. know it was you.
4: Yeah. Climb every mountain.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking Soul Asylum's misery,
2: <laughs> misery song. <laughs> oh my God. I love you. I mean, right. thank
6: you for doing that. Thank I love you for coming. That sounded that sounded real authentic. <laughs> yeah. She thank she you. couldn't get out of there quick enough. Yeah, we, no, I love you, whatever. Yeah. Oh my God, that <laughs> thank that you was
4: it. like a that thank you was like a thank you note you get from like you know a lawn mowing company that's first starting <laughs> that you say yes to agreeing to yeah. a year of grass mowing. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for sticking petun- with us.
0: Thanks for the petunias. <laughs> <When> is
2: that? <laughs> What just happened? Uh,
3: I think that is um, a reaction to how you get. Hey, honey, you
2: still here? Mm-hmm.
3: Can I say something? When you're upset about the equipment not working. You know, the,
2: I want to make a statement. I mean, Beth just sounded like a hostage or something.
4: <laughs> yes, she did. She did. She fucking did.
0: Read this. And ro- Mom and, and Dad, ro- I'm fine. Please send gold. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: yeah, it sounds like the fucking note from Big, Tom Hanks. Wow. <laughs> he sends his mom. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Great reference.
6: Let me um, let me make a statement. Uh Beth authentically sounded like I'm holding her here against her will, so yeah, uh, let's, well, let's Ro- revisit Robin this.
4: understands this though. See how she's exactly. she's on that side because she oh, yeah. tortures her fucking assistants unpaid or paid or yep. whatever the fuck interns for years. Robin has done this to, to people.
6: Oh yeah, this is this is like kind of the dance that people do that, that work with someone with MPD or someone's man, you get a certain way, you know, like they try to tell you like they can't come right out and, and say it to you. But she's like saying, like, Howard, you, you're you get away like you. You're rough with certain stuff like this. Like she, mm-hmm. she wasn't at all like, oh, yeah, what happened or whatever? She, she already knows. She knows how Howard is.
3: I, I, I was going to say, yeah, I, I feel bad for her. I, I want to know if we need to send in a rescue team.
2: <laughs> I think we yeah, Well, I'm glad you said that, because, sweetheart, <laughs> explain to people. That all of our friends, what do I look like? Shit? You, good,
7: you need to look good for Jane.
2: Oh, Jane Fonda, yes.
7: Cat hair on you. The moosh.
2: I do think Jane Fonda likes me. But anyway, um, do you explain? Okay, guys, just a little break, and we'll uh, start that one again. Explain to people, what's the matter? You you seem like you're No, like- it's hard for me. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know what it, it, it seems like? it seems.
7: I'm actually mad at myself that I didn't tell you.
2: Of course, who yeah, cares? Yeah, I know,
7: I'm struggling. Take
2: it, knock this whole fucking thing off. I'll get the day off if you have. <laughs> I'm not looking to sit down here. I, I wish I could go upstairs and paint the picture. Um... <laughs> You're painting a picture right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're
6: getting a vivid one.
0: <laughs> this is like an Augustin <laughs> Delacroix. Send in, a
6: SWAT, send in a rescue team. That'd be some fight they'd have to deal with. Howard. <laughs> yeah. Just push them so, over. Yeah. Explain to people how our
2: friends think that I'm holding you hostage.
7: Should I blink twice, Robin? Yeah, Give
2: yes,
3: yes. <laughs> me a this. signal.
2: <laughs> you gotta um you guys you gotta hear this. So we have uh, friends and they invite us to things and <laughs> I don't believe that either. <laughs>
0: you don't <Yeah>. have friends. <laughs> they don't invite
4: th-
5: you.
4: You invite I actually yourself. think I think they might invite him. I just think maybe they I think they might invite him for let's see what this will be like again. You know, like more of a show. Just like
6: a side it's show. Like country club, you know, the yeah. elites have. They're not really friends, but they'll get together, you know, and Right.
0: As soon as their income falls down below a certain tax bracket, they're no friends anymore. I mean, exactly. where's where, where's Mark Consuelos and Kelly
2: Ripa? We you know, Beth will say to them, "Look, we're not coming to your house. We're afraid of COVID nineteen. We don't want to get it." And we're- <laughs> wow, a year later, because <laughs> all because
4: all the cats are contagious.
2: Exactly, we're being very careful. And th- the friends all say to Beth, "Oh, uh, Howard's. Oh, Howard won't let you go out. Is Howard letting you go out yet? <laughs> like, like I'm like in charge here. Well, you are in charge, and they know you. They all know yeah. what you're like. Every single
0: exactly. one of them." That's why you're getting that. I
4: I really hate how he's like, I'm like in charge here. Who, who else is Walter fucking (laughs)
6: Leon, Helen Rose, (laughs) Helen Rose. They just project and tell on themselves. So it's just the opposite. I'm not in charge. I'm not every, when they say that, that's, it's the exact opposite thing of what they're saying. And for me, if there's neighbors and people in their social circles that are kind of levying these concepts that he's controlling, I mean, clearly they've seen something. And, (laughs) like, that's not something you casually say to somebody. Like, that's a pretty... It's a bad characterization of somebody.
0: I just realized, he's like John Gotti when the interviewer asks, are you part of the... Are you the head of the Gambino family? He goes, I'm the the part of the Gotti family. My wife Vicky's the boss. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, so yeah. we'll, we'll, I think we played enough of that one. So I want to go into uh, this one here, which is pampered baby edit.
2: I was out <laughs> celebrating last night my victory in the <laughs> psychiatric examination.
0: This is, by the way, guys, from 2011, the day after this uh, chick came on and claimed she was a doctor and they did some bullshit psych test where they they she gave numbers that didn't make sense, like 74 and 93 or something like that, the level of psychopathy i suppose i have no idea and Mm -hmm. um and uh as it turned out ronnie was of course the most disturbed which was complete bullshit. and then but again it was one of those things where he's lording something over robin but it really mirrors the the drew thing but she's going to drop some bombs on him now
2: Uh, by (laughs) the way forgotten about it you were so mean robin was interviewed in the halls (laughs) even the view even the listeners We're saying that you were I'm so crazy. <laughs> that, no, you were mean about but me.
3: You do, you know. I figured the whole thing out. I'm like, all right, these tests are skewed toward people in therapy. Listen so to in-
0: years later, it's proven. He, he admitted he lied on his fucking exams, and of course he did. He lied about the narcissism tests. Sam,
4: wouldn't it be like, okay? it's like a job application and in interview when somebody asks you, what are your biggest weaknesses? Uh, mm. you wouldn't say, you know, I'm hung over a lot on Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> and, uh, uh, sometimes I don't, I sleep past my alarm. You don't say that you say, uh, I think I'm, I pay too much attention to detail. I really, you know, I, sometimes,
6: sometimes I like I... to
4: work too much. You know what I mean? Like, it's just I, stuff, it's stuff like that. So it's like turning negatives into positives. You obviously know what to do in those situations unless you're a complete dolt. Right. Basically. I work I too think hard. That, <laughs> Yes, of course. So I think that he treats those psychiatry tests the exact same way.
0: Of course. It doesn't take a genius to pick the number that you think is going to give you the lowest score or highest as need be based on the situation. And what she's going to bust him on in this clip is not being a present parent and not actually being useless, being a completely useless piece of shit.
2: So therapy. you figured it out. Listen to this. Listen and listen to Robin in the hall. You fine in these days All right. Listen to Robin screaming in the hallways after the psychiatric I mean, exam yesterday. I was yesterday. ranting. Robin, you seem the most upset by the fact that I'm Howard finished upset. first, though. That I you. don't
3: believe that result. I'm sorry.
2: You're such a sore loser.
3: No, you know what? I, everybody I talked to yesterday agreed with me.
2: Of course, you bet <laughs> they, they better.
3: better. <laughs> a number of things to you. The man can't function by himself.
0: Okay, so he's gonna she's gonna go into this guy's, and I'm gonna, gonna try not to play too this. much of it. Yeah, which I love when two narcissists fucking square off.
3: He has a, a, an army of people.
2: You don't have an army of people? <laughs> I
3: don't have your army. Well, okay. Your army would squash my army.
2: Yeah, my army. <laughs> my. <laughs> oh, it's like the true. United
3: States versus Saudi Arabia. Right.
2: Why do we have our armies go up against each other, see who crushes who?
3: So he can go to therapy three times a week. Right. That is not normal. And he's still spiking.
4: <laughs> oh my god
6: <laughs> Don't you love I it?
3: I love it because she's so
4: mad This yeah. is the truth
6: Because yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she knows
0: I've edited it guys so it's going to sound a little choppy But because it's, so there's a bunch of shit about Fred That I didn't want in there
3: It's like three times a week in an army full of people And you can't get within the normal range Forget it
2: Hey you were really uh, bad mouthing me
3: You're not normal
2: I didn't say I was normal. I'm just more normal than you.
3: I'm way more normal. I mean, I really wouldn't want to be normal. But the point no, is, he's that. trying to act as if he's okay. Do you see him? I
2: never say I'm okay. I just said I'm way less loony than you.
3: <laughs> Life? Can he do anything for himself?
0: <laughs> <laughs> when would you hear this today?
6: <laughs> I just wonder if what set her off So much was because he's just been shitty to her and just she sees how shitty he is to other people. And it's like he's kind of gaslighting everyone and getting away with it. And she because she works for him, she can't come out and say it. So she's just trying to point out, like, look, you can't think this guy is normal. Like, things don't add up here. Like, I think that's why she's so upset here, not because of her score, but like he's getting away with something is what's making her upset.
0: Right. Ronnie's not not him.
4: I agree. I think it's one hand washes the other. That's how Mm -hmm. a lot of this celebrity culture goes. I'm not Mm going to tell what a piece of shit you are. You're not going to say what a piece of shit I am. And we're going to slap hands and it's going to be great. We're never going to talk about what pieces of shit we are. And Howard, during these exams, when he answers them not honestly, and then chooses to spotlight Robin's, you know, narcissism, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it infuriates her because she knows what's happening. And yeah, it's she like knows, dude, she knows him. We it's hard have to, each other's yeah. backs. I have your back. I fucking had your back for everything. The Selena thing, the Rodney yep. King thing, the Artie Walking thing, yep. everything. Yep. And you're gonna well, fucking and... do this.
6: It's so hard to really explain covert narcissistic abuse i mean we've gone over so many shows and i feel like you know we're all still learning and like seeing you know certain certain aspects of dynamics and relationships but it's it's such a subtle thing um it'd be really hard for her to to probably come out and explain it Mm -hmm. you know all you can really look at is just Look, this guy is't normal. He has a lot of behavior. and i've I've said this about people that I know personally where I've never really levied levied a, a claim like that, like a personality disorder. But what I always tell people is just just look at their lifestyle. Like the proof is in the pudding. You can give your account as much as you want. But if there's somebody who has a personality defect or they're they're doing something abusive, the proof is gonna be in the pudding. There's just they're they're gonna be isolated, they're not gonna be able to sustain relationships, they're not gonna be where they should be in their career, you know, different stuff like that. And what she's trying to like point out is like how he's incapable of, of taking care of himself and somebody who knows about covert MPD or who knows about these kind of behavior patterns, like that's a huge red flag. Totally that's anybody that, that's even halfway well versed is gonna look at that and know we have someone that that probably has a a high level of narcissism. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, I just don't think it's translating that well because people aren't as nuanced to his behavior where he's presenting it in a very simple way.
4: Mm -hmm. The solution should be get a bulldog and, you know, throw him in the pool, (laughs) see what happens.
6: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, these stories are so strange. Even knowing what I know about him, and you hear these things with the... The bulldog and locking his kids out of the limo when he thought he heard a gun. I mean, even for me, (laughs) hearing that shit is just fucking crazy. You're like amazed. Like
0: He didn't even think he heard a
6: gun. He He, They literally called
0: his name out. Someone called his name out and he ran into the limo and locked his kids and his co-workers out.
4: out.
6: And those are kept under lock and key. Like, imagine the real some of the real stories and stuff he he was
4: was he was ready to drive away like the fbi was spying on him at a funeral or something like let's mm -hmm. get out of here before we're gonna get arrested
0: yeah peel rubber
2: what is it What, what yes i can do things for myself why are you saying that
3: do you have an atm card this no, I'm gonna say, I have okay? because I should. <laughs> my <camera.
6: laughs> The most basic thing demonstrating that you're capable of anything as an adult. Oh,
3: please.
2: Yeah. My
3: cash. Yeah, had to do that because you couldn't be no, with an ATM. No, I called him up and
2: said, "Here's what I want to do." And quite frankly, it You've is never weird for me. You had
3: an ATM card.
2: It's weird for me to go to the ATM machine.
3: <laughs> yeah, the machines bother
2: you. <laughs> no, listen, before I was famous, I did everything. I went out, got I went food shopping, got my fast, you know, got my fast food, got my He just said, "Before I got famous, I did everything." What does
4: fame have to do by the way well, with any of that
0: What he's saying is when I couldn't pay for someone To do this shit for me I had to do some of it Myself but and that means Which, says, which of course everybody at one and point
6: then, <laughs> And then fast, fast food. food So he stopped <laughs> buying Food and couldn't handle that <laughs> He couldn't cook go ahead Sam. But
4: How do you forget how to use An ATM card isn't that like You know driving a car Or riding a bike
0: Well he doesn't do Listen, either of those anymore
4: <laughs>
6: These people, when you, again, it's so hard to convey this. Nothing these people do is normal. Yeah. Nothing. They can't, they don't eat normal. They're not on normal sleep schedules. They don't have normal, nothing they do. They can't do essential, basic things like that. They they when cannot you, do it. It's too much.
4: I See, I feel like when you say that, it's exaggerating, but it's not. Because I even not, see how no. he walks. And it's mm-hmm. like, you don't even walk and move like a he normal person. He doesn't walk, you don't walk dress, and, move, talk, and eat. react
5: like yeah. a normal mm-hmm. person
4: in a yeah, conversation. That's... When you're having a one on one with somebody on an interview, even in the most, you know, prepped sense, he seems so animated in a way that's false, like a mm-hmm. puppet. Right.
6: Mm-hmm. It just seems
4: wrong, wrong right. and false and disingenuous. So. Mm-hmm. I just don't this these normal behaviors like going to the ATM.
0: Yeah. Like the he doesn't also you can hear the there's no muscle memory vo-
4: to normal things.
0: No, you can hear the detachment in his voice when he asks certain questions, and you can hear as Bob said earlier in this show he how he works himself his put into a fucking lather over certain revenge f- fetishes or themes. Like you know, did you ever get back at your fucking teacher for giving you an F? Fuck him, man. Fuck him. Rage Against the Machine, man. And it's like he gets animated for certain things, and then other things are just you know. It's like dandruff. It doesn't mean anything to him. And he's just asking it out of, you know, I got to ask this just to make it seem like I'm normal or whatever. So we'll continue because Robin really fucking gets him with some rabbit punches.
2: Regular food. (laughs) I went to the ATM. I went to the bank.
3: You're like a king. You don't even carry money.
2: (laughs) <laughs> I I have money on me right now, enough to bet use you it? enough to bet you on the psychiatric exam and take your You don't your know money. how to use it. <laughs> use it.
3: Of course, you know I how use have it. have money. They give you money for. I think betting.
2: I I think I tip my limo driver.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he tips his limo driver. When, <laughs> if you put a gun hey. to Ronnie's head, he'll tell you I haven't gotten a tip from him in twenty five years.
4: They what give did you she... money.
0: Yeah, what did she say there? They give they you give money you for money? what? Basically that he gets paid cash. Like he gets money from if he needs money, which he never does, they can't hand him a lot of
6: cash because he well, can't. Yeah, it's like he's a kid. Yeah, he's like they give you money to play grown up man. Like, <laughs> I mean,
4: I, I know I know there's people I don't know how you guys are, but like the person I'm with has they he carries tons of cash on him. He likes cash. I-
0: Yeah, I'm the same. I have, I use it. Here's the thing. I have a WAD with me. I haven't had a wallet since I was 16. I carry a WAD and I carry a a uh, a, like a credit card or like a a wallet. Sorry, one sec. My alarm just went off. Um, I carry a a card. No, but I use, I like to use it for certain things uh, to get points on, but I've always got cash on me. So there's always an option, you know, whatever. And sometimes I want to pay in cash and sometimes I want to pay credit just to keep the thing, you know, constantly being yeah. used you know so i get some kind of credit rating but how, um...
4: how is it that he's getting <laughs> cash like in an allowance well he'd need I an
0: mean, atm sh- tutor he'd need someone to tell him what his fucking password is when he went into an atm
6: she's like seriously painting a picture of someone that yeah. like i don't even know if he can walk you know like someone just <laughs> carries him out they just pick his chair up yeah. and just coast him <laughs> out of there like They give what did she say, though, where she's like, they give you the money to use for whatever. OK, I'll try to I'll I'll play it back and you see if you guys can hear it. (laughs) I went to the ATM. I went to the bank.
3: You're like a king. You don't even carry money.
2: I, I have money on me right now. Enough to bet use you. It. Enough to bet you on the psychiatric exam and take your money you from you. You use it. That's of course the only I use time it. You have
3: money. They give you money for I think betting.
2: I, I think I tip my limo driver.
0: Uh, <laughs> it was kind of inaudible. They give you money for something betting. Betty. Betty, uh, something or she's or just, just saying basically
6: bullshit, whatever. Yeah, like you, you don't use it like a normal person. No,
0: fuck no. He's not going to a, like a watermelon truck and buying a watermelon or something with a you know a few bucks. Uh, well, basically,
4: he's... the point is, is he doesn't even take out his own cash. Somebody gives no. him a cash allowance, like saying, That's right. "Here's some cash," and yeah. he's so helpless. Mm-hmm.
2: Got to yeah. have. Cash. You better have cash. That's right. <laughs> No, but uh, you
3: can't find your way home from here.
2: Oh, that's true. I cannot do <laughs> argue with that. But uh, listen, I have admitted to you on the air. You see, this is the difference between you and me. Oh, the no. reason you know this about me is because you I've have admit- a
4: brain and you can find your way home. I mean, seriously, how many how many bike rides have any of you taken as children and just were like, whatever, we're just going wherever and you found your way home. Yeah, without cell phones or GPS.
6: Yeah, pre-GPS.
4: This, <laughs> this idiot can't find his way home after living somewhere for twenty years.
6: That he He's, goes to five days a week.
2: Well, I mean, well, now it's
0: to. now it's academic,
2: but at that point, yeah. Work on in my with my psychiatrist, and one of the things is that I want to <laughs> be more independent, do more things for myself.
3: I don't know this um, about you because of that. I one know
2: of this the, about you because no, I know you. No. I work
3: on my psychiatry wait, wait 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 wait
2: This
0: is back to the five days a week if, bullshit.
4: If somebody was with their therapist uh, and they said I want to learn how to get home <laughs> Yeah, what
6: is he working on here? I don't uh, he this lives is a Five minutes away.
4: It's it's straight down a street.
6: Yeah pretty much you
4: maybe have to make a right at some yeah, point
6: I, I think manhattan's on a grid system so it's, it's easier. To, <laughs> it is to get back so easy.
4: Well,
2: are, are the street signs in braille or something <laughs> <laughs> and you knew me before i was uh you know really famous and stuff and my, my kids were young and i did everything i drove those kids i took them everywhere i went Coward. walking to the park with them i said i had to sit there with the with a stroller and do, do this, do you that... want to be? I had to sit there. I had to sit there. I had, I had to, to sit there.
4: I, <laughs> I had to sit there with the stroller. First of all, fuck stick. You push a stroller. You don't yeah. sit there with it. Well, but
0: he if was if you in you the were... stroller. You're, you might if you're at a park on a bench and the kids just, you know,
4: right? Yeah. Say you were watching. I don't know Emily's soccer game and Deborah was in a stroller and you had to sit there and watch right. the game. God forbid.
6: No, I. I think he's <laughs> saying he was in the stroller. First
4: <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> it's going to happen in the next year or two. Did you see him walk off the Ellen stage?
6: Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck. Yeah. He slinked off. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Slinked. Oh,
0: he was, he was, it was like he had one of those walkers. I think we've done a bunch of photoshops. We're going to get a couple more out there. His
4: really leg. Be... His yeah. leg. It, it looked like, you know, it's when you like take off. a reed from a pond and you like, you, you snap it. That's yeah, what his it's, leg is. His it's like leg a, sprig like of a fucking bamboo rig, yeah, like a bamboo and... stick. <laughs> it's just like, oh, is this gonna bend? Oh no, it's gonna break.
0: He really is like cherry tomatoes and toothpicks. That body of his—it's that's all. Like he's just one of those little characters uh, little, little kids make in art class. Honest
3: yes. about this whole thing. Yeah, I do. What would happen if your wife had to leave?
2: What for what? a few
3: days? What? What would happen? Did you stay with the kids by yourself? But well, we had help. No, you didn't I had just work. have help. Of course, I had a work. Oh, stop it! Well, it what are you acting weekend, like I don't have a job? If it was a weekend, yeah, would you would stay say? by yourself with the kids? Never.
2: Never. I would be with the kids, but I had help. You had a... who?
3: Who did they bring in? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> You.
5: <laughs>
2: Didn't we?
3: Didn't we bring you in actually? I actually said if I'm so crazy, why'd you leave me with your I don't kids? know.
2: I must have been nuts. Lucky <laughs> <laughs> those kids turned out.
3: That's over. how cheap. That's yeah. how
4: cheap he was. That's how yeah, desperate couldn't... Robin was.
2: <laughs> yeah, well she was she did owe the money. That might have been during that time. <laughs> but here's my point. I have admitted to you on the air that the things that he I work take, on,
3: they he couldn't be alone. He wasn't capable of taking care Liar. of himself and the kids by himself.
2: Liar. Oh, no. I'm not capable of taking kids by myself. You're right.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They were your kids. You lived in the house. And you
2: still could. Where be. are your kids?
0: OK, so it, so this is the perfect sort of sidewinding NPD arguing tactic. Like, b- bring it on to her. Bring it on to her. Don't make it about me. Make it about her because this is negative. I don't want to hear it.
3: Yeah. Remember.
5: Where are by your kids?
0: The...
4: Bob, if you have a child in a circumstance that's scary, like, God forbid, Mm -hmm. and you have to, you know, do whatever you have to do to make sure, I don't know, they're safe or something, fine. How scary is it if they know themselves that they can't handle it and they have to have someone there? I mean, that to me is is absolutely mind-blowing. Like, that Mm -hmm. alone, that admission, that you don't even trust yourself. Nobody's court-ordering this. Nobody's Mm -hmm. saying you are unable to do this. You are yourself saying, I can't be a parent. I can't watch my own children. To yourself. That's Mm -hmm. fucking insane.
6: Mm -hmm. That's... That's extreme neglect. I mean, he the, the thing that bothers me, too, is he, he brings us up almost like it's some normalcy. Yeah, I wasn't a good father. I had to go and I had to learn. Like, like a lot of people go through that, you know? Like, I didn't I didn't know. I, we had to hire someone even though I was in the same room. People have to learn how to... It's like, no, people don't no. really have to learn that they need to care about their kids. That's not a <laughs> normal thing. Or, like,
0: that, or that it's not about you.
4: it's it's always an after like if you start becoming a neglectful parent or you start parenting i don't know haphazardly or not well and whatever the circumstances are normally it's something like it's a punishment yeah and you have to be forced not to watch your own children because of something you did to Mm -hmm. your behavior made it so
6: Mm -hmm. yeah this is the complete
4: opposite This is the complete opposite.
6: I guarantee that 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 person that they brought in (laughs) was there to watch Howard, too. And and I'm not even saying that jokingly. Like, Howard is the fourth child. They have three kids, right? The three girls. He was the fourth child. And I've always noticed this thing where he brings up when he'll be, like, trashing Richard or Sal. Be like, you know, it's like they have another kid there when he's describing... Yeah, uh, them and it's like Allison used to say that to you, didn't she? Yeah, like that used to come up. That's where you got that from. They probably <laughs> got that caretaker or whoever was there. Probably ninety percent of it was to take care of Howard. probably even more so than the kids. Honestly,
0: yep. And here's a yeah. clip to give you. Here's an extra clip bit to support it. 2020 Twenty twenty eleven
2: eleven. For me, being famous, the best part of it has been that I almost do nothing for myself. Okay, there you go. Do you need any more? Um The next clip, guys, is uh, an oldie but a
0: goodie, and I didn't realize exactly how good it was because I only had heard small clips of it at the time. Wiggy busts on Bowie for blocking him on Facebook, and this is from 2015, and it's a day after he was bitching and moaning and complaining how Gary he was knocking Gary for being with the Mets with his son and just being a father, a
2: good father. And <laughs> I'm not
0: joking, so you hear some of it
2: from a business standpoint, what Bobo's referring to is that... So there's a wrap-up show going on. And Gary... Let me see if I can play it for you.
4: Wait a minute. So he says, so Bobo is referring to. So yeah. he had a planned setup mm-hmm. where Bobo calls in and refers to this <laughs> so he can harp on it.
0: That's right.
2: Bobo brought it up. Because he's so brave. He's
4: so <laughs> yeah. brave.
2: Yep. Rather than me tell you about it.
1: Okay.
2: Uh Here he is. So listen to this. I... I had no idea he did this, but he announced it on the wrap-up show.
1: I'm going to get so much shit for what I'm about to tell you. I wanted to put up the Mets picture, and I didn't want to deal with the bullshit. So before I put it up... Wait, wait. the Mets picture is you in the green room with four of the Mets at Kimmel. Right. So uh, before I put the picture... Okay, here we go. ...by unfriended Howard. <laughs> you did? I did. Oh no way! I did. I just I was like, you know what? This is my sort of private space. I just sort of need to be able to put stuff up. Like in other huge words, if it's Twitter, then okay, Twitter's open. If it's Instagram, I just want my little area where I don't, where I'm not getting bugged. Did you unfriend? Did he Rob? just
4: say? Yeah. Did he just say huge fag? No. Did you hear that? Wait, go back. Just for
0: ten seconds.
1: Yeah. Private space. I just sort of need to be able to put stuff up. Like another <laughs> <I'm> one, Twitter, <laughs> douchebag. Then okay, Twitter. Oh okay. I douchebag area where I don't, where I'm not getting bugged. Did you unfriend Robin? As His well? little area. No,
2: no. Didn't I, thought, I didn't even
1: think of that. I thought about unfriending so Beth. Stupid. But Beth won't show stuff to Howard unless it's really bad. So yeah, I, I did it. I apologize. Nobody cares about.
5: <laughs>
0: okay, so he's gonna. This is 2015, guys. Post summit, pre. I don't know I don't know the Wendy Williams rant and all this stuff, and he's post fuck fuck Facebook hates social media, but is pissed off because his producer doesn't is depriving him of a way to fuck with him,
4: and he just said too by the way, Beth does the same thing, like goes she, through the same motions as Gary does before something gets really bad. Should I say something? Should I not say something? Right. so they're both going through this posting anxiety before they yes. do it
5: mm-hmm.
0: and but he was saying that if if like if he posts something that might be construed as i don't know mockable beth won't show howard because she knows like she doesn't want to get gary in in shit but um but either way she herself might have the same issues with her own instagram i don't think he has one Wiggy doesn't have an instagram does he
4: no, but meanwhile Beth posts the most embarrassing shit of Howard, oh. you know, like brushing oh. a cat in the Helen Rose t-shirt, doing the Weak most embarrassing sh- shit. Weak it... shots. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Bob? So <laughs> so you, just prepare.
1: As a Stern fan, I mean you do know, like that's just blockbuster news what you just I unfriended sure him, but it doesn't mean I don't want to be friends with him. I what want to pussy. be left alone in my Facebook First universe. of
2: all, when do I at One time I commented on what Gary put up On his Facebook <laughs>
4: he just Oh, that up. was a big when turn do I ever...
2: <laughs> That was in record time
4: <laughs> Oh my god, that was like mm-hmm. That was like a Buffy the Vampire Break your neck snap You know what I mean? Remember yeah. that joke? Did you fucking just take a head and just Crank it real yeah, quick? Of course. That's of course. what that was When do I have one time
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> even he couldn't get. Even he couldn't make it last.
2: Number two, I don't know how Facebook works. I don't know what the algorithm is for what they post on your homepage. Uh huh. But everything Gary posts doesn't even end up on my news feed. Sure. Like it, I don't know why. I mean, I'm friends with Gary on Facebook. So Gary. I, most times I don't even I don't I forget that I'm friends Gary! with you because. So he's got to devalue him, right, Bob? Already, yeah. like he's he's
0: setting it up for yeah. yeah go ahead. Sam. Or
4: and two, if he's saying. I don't even see it on my newsfeed. So obviously he's engaged in social media and Facebook Mm -hmm. in some way. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just pretend this is true Mm -hmm. that he is and he doesn't see it. That means he's engaging with people on Facebook and searching for certain people's pages or posts, that don't have anything to do with Gary. So, most likely, whatever he's searching for the most comes up in his newsfeed the most because that's how the algorithms are fed. The that's most right. things that you look up are the most things that are fed. Like, I guarantee right. you, if you search for something you're shopping for, you're going to find an ad for it on Facebook. Tons. That's just mm-hmm. how it's, mm-hmm. that's just, it's how it works. Big so,
5: brother.
4: right. Of, co- of course. So, he probably doesn't even look for Gary. He's probably, mm-hmm. On Facebook, you <laughs> know a w- like grinder. a large amount of his time <laughs> and he's just doesn't even come up in his news because he's not looking at it.
0: That's right. So but he's got he's got to have people out there and when you see something, you fucking tell me. And Bobo is gonna be the excuse, but who knows who it was? If it was Bobo or someone else. It's,
2: a you don't hmm. put po- and when you do, it doesn't always show up because best Bianca Furry friends is like so many in that I and I don't go on Facebook all that much. I've never really I mean big deal but here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. I don't give a shit if you unfriend me. But from a, a business standpoint, I'm your boss. I'm the guy you right. work for. Not with for really. Right. Even though sometimes I'm gracious and I say, hey, we all work together, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is you work for me. Right. <laughs> it's
0: so threatening. The coded language. <laughs>
2: yeah, isn't
5: it?
6: Yeah. And I mean, and all... then on top of that, you want to talk about having issues with abandonment. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like He's fucking mad about this. Like yeah, totally. A, they don't, they don't, they do not take it well at all on on any level. And again, here we have this thing where whenever there's some kind of responsibility, hey, I'm not the boss. I don't call. Hey, I'm your boss. Even though I might pity fuck you every once in a while and say we all work <laughs> together, you work for <laughs> me. Yeah.
4: And also, too, this goes to before this summit, not understanding how oh, this is integral after the you, I thought you said
0: 2011.
4: 2015. Oh, okay. So this, mm-hmm. then, this is even more egregious. Okay, yes. so it's this after.
0: Is, yeah, this is so way past. Fuck Facebook.
4: So, so you're talking about trying to understand the integral part of social media, branding, guests, <laughs> and everything else, and the person who runs your show just defriended you. You know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? So it really <laughs> is just on on a whole level of bad oh, for yeah, everyone.
2: Yeah. Yep. And I give you life and I give Understood. you, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like to unfriend me, I know I say I don't give a shit, but I got to admit, I was like, that fucking moron. But it's so. Like, why? <laughs> just, just it's
1: moronic. It is. It's so show related, not life related. It's just stupid shows. Like, I don't But when wanna... do I ever goof? Off? What, what did I say that was week? so terrible? I just I do... said I thought it was I funny that. Put... Listen, I'm going to the World Series again with Jackson's Week. Right. I'm going to put up more pictures. I don't want
2: to hear more shit. But Some I was. Of, you know what? You think about it. I'm the asshole. There's Gary trying to gray rock, trying his
0: best in that, cer- in that s- certain circumstance to gray rock him and basically say. You know, there's a boundary. I'm putting up a boundary. Don't you dare you fucking put a boundary That's... on me, asshole monkey boy. I there I you pay go. you. Yeah,
6: yeah. Go you ahead put up a boundary.
4: I I gotta I have to blame Gary on this one. Once you heard that summit meeting, you should have had a personal account and a professional yep. account. Yep. You fucking idiot. Like why wouldn't you make a separate show account as Gary Delbate, producer of the Howard Stern show, and Gary Delbate father? And yeah. Husband. Howard
6: would want that. Uh, he would exploit that either way. I oh mean, yeah, he would. That he wouldn't even look at the Gary Show one. He would immediately go for the personal but one. But it would
4: have been way. He should have done that immediately.
6: What he should have done is
0: actually not even mention it on the wrap up show because either way, yeah. he's going to get shit about it. And he was stupid to be on the wrap up show and saying I blocked it. Fact is, if you block someone on Facebook, they don't see you. You don't see them. It literally is like they've you've removed them from existence, which is a good function in a way because in real life, if you didn't like someone and you hated them and you didn't want to interact with them, you wouldn't. You wouldn't mm-hmm. call them up. You wouldn't see them socially unless it was by you know chance. And either way, I I feel for for Bowie, but he is an idiot for having let this get out. But who knows if it would have gone out anyway?
2: Yeah, I'm, probably would have. Yeah. sentimentality know, that you had with your I son. Just, I don't want to hear You it. did the nice thing with your son. I'm the jerk that who now, can't deal it.
1: But you say that now, but you were so mean to me last week. I was mean to you. So what? But you don't unfriend your boss. It's stupid. Do you really care? I
2: mean, yeah, like, I think I do. And by I like the way. That
3: he needs his own space. B- but
2: He needs his own
1: space on Facebook.
3: <laughs> on no, Facebook. Hold A on, public
2: fucking thing. And hold on. Way, hold on.
1: I want to tell you what a moron he is for hold one minute. I want to tell you why you're a moron. My Facebook is not a public Facebook. It's just for some friends. Okay, can I tell you something?
0: Okay. The and what he's gonna go into it, but he got pissed off because they got all kinds of negative feedback. He got pissed on for shitting on Gary being a, a good father. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't handle it. And by so the way, he got shamed in public, yeah.
6: Howard just resents the living shit out of Gary for being normal, mm-hmm. for caring, yeah. for having interest in mm-hmm. anything, vinyl, whatever the fuck, being a parent, like it, it it's it's almost reminds me of like when when you're in high school and like your friend starts getting laid and you're like kind of teasing the girl or teasing him about the girl but you secretly want to be you know getting laid him. or something yeah yeah it's like he it's like giving somebody shit about something that they want like I've mm-hmm. seen that with guys do that you know yeah. especially with younger guys like mm-hmm. it's like he does this to Gary like he just resents that he has a normal mayor You know, I don't know the intric... Just from my perspective, a somewhat normal marriage. He has a good relationship with his sons, it seems like. He has yeah. genuine interest in, in sports and, you know, in the vinyl and technology. Right. Like, he cares about shit. Even yeah. when he was on that council, I was like, why the fuck do you give a shit about... Like, the guy's just... He's just he doing has a normal thing. Yeah, and and Howard just fucking hates that like he just because they long to be normal they long to have interests they long to have normal relationships with people and they just don't
4: i also think that gary has also went through extreme hardships in his life he had you know mentally a mentally ill mother which he's talked about but he's overcome these circumstances in his life Mm -hmm. he had a brother who had aids Mm -hmm. he had you know he had some things in his life that were hard to overcome and he overcame them. It seems like in a healthy manner and has come out the other side of them maybe better. I think fame for a period of time was a drug for Gary that Mm -hmm. he unfortunately took and Mm -hmm. probably uh, took it too far. Yeah. And it became somewhat of a personality problem. Yeah. But I think it's kind of, you know, leveled off And in this space, too, I also see in this, it's a conundrum of social media and life being real and not real. Like, is that reality or not reality? And it's what you choose to invest in what you think is real. So Howard's choosing now at this point, when he said, fuck Facebook and fuck this and who cares, now he's choosing to put some you know weight behind what that means if you defriend me if you dislike yeah. me on this right. forum so Which, then it's yeah. giving it gravity it's it's putting weight on it and that's also a problem in general of if you mm. want to if you want to put stock in your friendship in reality to Gary then put it behind there but if you're putting it in this gesture i don't even know if that's I don't. I don't know if that carries anything. Like, is that good? What does that even mean? Does that in, does that mean here, you care about him as a friend, or it cares no. more about how it, how does it look? How does it look? A friend and, and that's
5: the
0: that's the whole point. He's upset that Gary publicly, even if it is just the wrap up show, and they might have six listeners at that point in two thousand fifteen, because it was still a suck Howard's colon show. um, That. He's rejecting Howard on some level. He's showing the world what he thinks of his boss by doing that and by saying that. And this is how little respect he has for him. And we all know Gary probably fucking hates Howard with a fucking oh, red hot passion at this point. Yeah. I,
6: it's, it's, they don't, you know, again, I, I know I always come back to this abandonment concept, but I guarantee that's how Howard viewed that. And they just, everything for them comes down to abandonment they abuse with abandonment they threaten abandonment or if they perceive abandonment and are pissed by it yeah i gave I mean, you
4: i gave you life
6: i gave he you said, life i, gave I you mean life yeah he's upset like oh, yeah. genuinely very 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 and again we're coming back to the same. grown men yeah. using social media and like getting Getting <laughs> upset over stuff. It,
2: just l- listen to the rest of it, guys. It gets worse.
6: The, uh, yeah. You want to hear why you're a moron? Right.
2: I don't know what you did wrong, but yes, I heard this clip. I went on my Facebook,
1: and
3: there stuff I, was right. I,
2: I'm completely on Gary's page. I'm not unfriended.
1: I can see everything on there. I, it said unfriend. Maybe I hit the wrong button. But you
2: hit the wrong button. So if you're
0: gonna... Gary's probably probably public. So it doesn't matter if you're blocked. If you just get on Facebook, you could see some stuff publicly because you never sh- change the privacy settings.
4: Or he has a alternate Facebook name or he's on Beth's page.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that could be it
2: too. For <laughs> me, do it the fucking right way. Well, I guess way. we're
1: still friends then.
2: He wouldn't even be meeting the Mets if it wasn't for right. me. No, he understand. met the fucking Mets at Kimmel. Who should get the picture first?
6: I mean I mean, holy moly. <laughs> Jack Yeah, Bob. So what's the problem with him meeting the Mets? Why is it? what's there to bust on for that? Why is that weird?
0: Because he's getting a benefit, a, a tangible benefit that only came about because he's been on the show. And unlike when in Jackie's book, uh, I had uh, a bit of correspondence with Jackie asking him a little bit about salaries and whatnot. One of the parts of the book was when he, in the, in the negotiations, he said, When I would travel from place to place, because Howard never traveled, but Jackie would to do gigs around this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, every now and then, or certainly along the East Coast, he said, "I would stop by affiliates, I would stop by radio stations and talk to radio station managers. And they were so happy to have somebody, anybody, even if it was just Jackie, coming by and mm-hmm. representing the show because we don 't get that contact we don 't get that communication and howard like never saw he never saw that as That's great. Jackie's getting the brand out there. He would have saw that as Jackie taking advantage of the show at the Cardozo Hotel or wherever the fuck instead of, Mm -hmm. oh, from the Howard Stern show, which is what he always should have seen it if he was a natural, normal, normal thinking human being. He would have said, that's the brand awareness. That's great. You're spreading the word.
6: I'm just saying, even for an MPD, I, I don't get where you could even create a conflict in him meeting a Mets player. I don't I don't find anything
4: because he because he he's thinking to there. himself you wouldn't have done this if it weren't for me but you unfriended me so you're well, posting yeah, no, something no. yeah i get so why he's post-
6: upset now i'm just saying right what was he busting on before because gary says i'm going to the Mets world series again so meaning that the first it's time a benefit he that he wouldn't have
4: had if he yeah. would have never met howard he goes that far back he's
6: that yeah, resentful but, of the entire but thing but, <laughs> like the you can get a mess ticket even if you don't work for howard stern like
0: yeah well it's the other thing is it's doubly because he's showing pictures of him and his boy and that's also yeah. what's bothering him it's really more yeah, like he hates that he hates that that's sentiment yeah. i didn't i don't understand that i never got that so what Fuck jackson and fuck you fuck you for showing me up for having a normal relationship with another human being that's your son
4: And you are completely right when we interviewed Jackie and he was saying, you know, these radio stations were so happy to have me because back then there was no social media. There was no Internet. The only way to get yourself out there was to promote yourself on different radio stations, different forms of media, comedy shows. He did the grunt work Mm -hmm. to help expand the show and build likability with the audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Gary did the same thing. If yes. you want more guests on, Gary hobnobbed with these people. And yes, did he get benefits from it? Of course, but he course. also did grunt work as well.
0: Yeah, you you weren't out schmoozing, yeah. so somebody else did for your show and you should be grateful for it, asshole.
4: The audience was laymen. They were regular people. We we were regular middle-class people.
0: Right. Yeah. And to have guys, guys like already go on the road and then talking with people and signing shit, you know, how it's such a little thing to sign an autograph for someone, but it means so much to them well after the fact. And it's just, um, he doesn't understand that because he, he, and he poo-poos it because he's never cared about it. I think it just goes ties right into what you said, Bob, he has no interest in anything. So why would he want an autograph for that person? They're not more famous than me. Fuck Soupy Whoa. Sales. Fuck Soupy Sales, who was an established star <laughs> when he was at NBC. I resent the fact that he didn't have to work his way up. What the fuck are you talking about? You were still, like, like learning learning what your dick was about when Soupy was in his prime. Mm-hmm. And then it made no sense. It just made no sense. All oh, narcissism. Now we know that. Go ahead, Sam.
4: I just think, too, like, what would you have done? Like, you're... These people, your audience that you have, if you didn't have these people that were going out there and networking for you and you exactly. shit on them the entire time,
0: he would have been Hampton's Howie way before the fact. Like people still. I, I mean, I'm sure in nineteen, like ninety two. No, one he wasn't this, making you know, these man, appearances
4: he, for people.
0: No, fuck. Well, I mean, he was he was the book a book signing while they would. Okay. But no, but the pay-per-views and stuff like that. But, you know, he would get no, yeah, the book I signings. Mean, like that regular. was an example. Yeah.
4: Regular things.
0: Yeah, no, of course not. That that was left to everybody else. Even Robin doing book signings as well. Bob.
6: You know what's <clears throat> kind of a good example of what I was talking about earlier when, like, guys will bust on other guys, like the way Howard does with Gary whenever he has an interest or does something with his kids? Like, uh, a good example of that, I was thinking about this time when Greg Fitzsimmons was trying to give Artie shit And Artie, I guess, showed up to an event and he had a limo. He came in a limo and Greg's like, yeah, Mr. Jersey Jersey guy shows up in a limo. Like what? a!" And it was like, yeah, I think you wish that you were a headliner and you came in a limo. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same (laughs) that like it's that same kind of concept that I see him doing to Gary. Like, oh, yeah, you're out at the battleship with your kid or you, you care about you're at the Mets game like.
4: You watch Bob, do you watch Stranger Things? It's like the kid, the one kid was hooking up with seven, and he's getting obviously some or doing something. And the one kid's still playing Dungeons and Dragons in his basement, and he's
7: yeah. pissed
4: because the kid wants to hang out with his girlfriend, yeah. not play Dungeons and Dragons. So he like throws the board across the room. Cause he's like yeah. You know, he well, <laughs> he doesn't understand. I'm getting pussy. You're I playing love, this.
0: I love how our mm-hmm. reaction to that was like, What am I supposed to be upset that Fitzsimmons has to drive himself to gigs? Fuck him. Yeah.
6: <laughs> that guy, I never liked that Fitzsimmons dude.
0: No, but... almost no. He's almost universally hated on my channel if I post did. about stuff. And Why? For I don't understand it. I love his uh, take on things. I don't think he's, he's particularly. a dick
4: sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah it's it's because of his his attitude. Is that he's Irish? He's a
6: snarky, yeah, scrappy, bullshit guy.
0: Yeah, no. I
4: like. Sometimes I like snarky though. Like I don't mind him at all. Actually, I, I just, like him on yeah, other just...
0: podcasts as a guest, and I like sometimes when certain guests are on his podcast, and I get a lot out of them. But I can see him turning <clears throat> everybody off.
6: I want to. I really? want to say something. This might go too off the thing. Sure. Um, so when I took that break from Howard. I I started listening to other stuff and I I got back into ONA and the, the first thing that I noticed was there's no chemistry now on the Howard Stern show at all amongst Uh the people on it. And like, even prior to that, there wasn't a great chemistry when, when you listen to ONA, like there's such a rhythm and they'd have guys Mm -hmm. come in. So one of the most interesting things, bob levy was a guy that would come on howard and it was just kind of a neutral thing for me i didn't dislike him mm-hmm. um i never found him to be that funny though mm-hmm. but i randomly was listening to an ona when bob levy was on it and i was like bob's actually pretty fucking funny like mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. able to work into that chemistry and they started getting that timing going you know like yeah they started getting a rhythm going. I was like, wow, Bob Levy is a lot funnier than I. And, and I've heard him on Howard a million times. This is my yeah. first time hearing him on O&A. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is such a stronger appearance for him. Like, I would look more into him because I just felt like it was so hard to create that chemistry on Howard's show. And you don't realize how much it's lacking until you know, for me, until I started branching out or, or getting back in, I've always been an ONA fan, but I was really taken aback by how much better that appearance for Bob was on ONA than anything I'd heard, heard him on with Howard. You well, know, because you're...
0: those, those guys knew how to hang. Wiggy doesn't, yeah, he can't relate. Exactly. That's the whole
6: problem. He's not a stand
0: up. not that ONA were stand ups, but they had comedians all the time and they weren't afraid to let them have the ball for as long as they wanted, as long as they came back into the picture to keep sort of like a framework of a show yeah. going. Like, uh, th- you go ahead, you're going to make our show better by you killing. Wig doesn't well, want that to happen necessarily.
6: How many I times know to... In these interviews, do you hear, again, Howard, what's your process? What's your method? Because I think Howard doesn't have that innate talent that he <laughs> has right. to have a method. Whereas, like, okay, I sit down and I get these ideas, and then we base a loose structure off. Then I get lines from this guy. Like, because he doesn't have that talent. Someone with talent will tell you there's no process. It just happens. Like, you are. You a got couple it or you things. don't. I'll, I'll bounce some ideas off uh, the bassist or, you know. But, like, I think Howard actually has a process because he doesn't have that innate ability to be funny like O&A have. Right. It's um, the difference between a craft.
0: A, there's a difference between it's it's the levels between uh, craftsmen, like artisan, cra, artisan, craftsman and like um, student. Like mm-hmm. so the, there's different levels of of uh, proficiency in whatever kind of vocation you're talking about, whether it's music, art. Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's, uh, you know, anything creative. And he thinks everything is like uh, 10 easy steps to becoming a painter, you know, fucking DOS for dummies, fucking, you know, uh, (laughs) comedian, like Sal having a stand-up tutor as comedy coach. I love that clip. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sam, please.
4: But doesn't it make you realize then, because I agree with Bob, and I'm a huge O&A fan, Mm -hmm. and I also felt that way when I listened to miserable men and then ONA Bob gave me a completely different uh idea of himself and that's why I asked about ONA during our interview with him because mm-hmm. I liked him on o and yeah. I also think too when you listen to the that and then you listen to Howard you see, oh my God, there is some sort of structure behind the Howard interview Yeah, that's happening because it sounds more scripted.
6: Yeah, so you can he- there's a formula. You
4: hear, you hear yeah. the formula behind the Howard thing. You hear, so Bob's going to talk about ABCDE,
5: <laughs>
6: and I'm
4: going to say ABCDE, and maybe we'll loosely touch on some certain points that happen if we touch these things, but there's definitely some sort of you know, uh, note about what's going to happen. Where oh, a yeah. we're just yep. like we're going to have this guest, this guest, this guest. They might right. be here to promote something. They might not be, but they're going to hang for the whole show, and they don't care. And it was more free form and conversationally interesting. And I loved yeah. that about. I I loved that about it. Also, too, how uh, Fillmore was saying, it is like when you go into a vocation or you go into a classroom, and you know the professors that want you to be almost dogmatic about how you're approaching a subject versus heterodox thinking and it's going to be a conversation where different points of view can can thrive and you don't have to come to any sort of pre pre-conclusion there's no there's no direction towards it there's mm-hmm. just you're going to have the space to say whatever you're going to say and it's going to go where it's going to go. Right. And
0: there's slack in the rope
4: and you have the leader there. That's going to know certain. They have the wisdom and knowledge behind them to guide you, but they're not going to tell you how to think.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right.
4: They're not going to tell you what to think.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And here's the, here the here are the tools. You guys have fun with it and we'll see what you've created. And he's not willing to let anything go that free form ever. And so when he, for years, he used to criticize Jay Leno, all the tonight shows for being so formulaic. No one, no one was more formulaic than Wiggy especially yeah. during any given week even during the early 2000s where a guest would come in on this day usually later in the week where they'd call in for this amount but they'd have this many plugs and this is where we'd put the fucking phony phone calls and all the certain sal bits or whatever that we found out in KC bits especially like the golden palace one which I'm sure is he claims is real but I'm sure that was a fucking ad if well, he how... if it ever got you know that that whole he lost one and lost all this thing that was a huge golden palace
6: fucking plug there's just no way that was real it's
4: stories, too. Like, here, ha, tell this story.
6: Yeah. How apparent is it now? Like, we, we already know the interviews now before they happen. Yeah. Howard's going to bring up his dad. Howard's going to ask him if he's happy to show all these people that, you know they they <laughs> fucked up or whatever. And ask about his he's dick gonna size. Ask him about his cock. Like it's the same fucking interview. <laughs> Whenever I listen to the breakdowns, I already know what he's gonna ask him about. I already know the fucking interview before it happens. Like right. it's so. It's just the same format he keeps coming back to, and I suspect that's why he believes other talented artists have some kind of formula because he does.
0: Right. When really ha- there is how can they how can they be organic? I'm not. Right, you uh, really, Sam?
4: You really you really could do a scientific case study of like that show against his show with the same people. So like oh, yeah. the control study would be like put Bob Levy against Howard show with A, mm-hmm. and, you know, see where it hits these marks of interest and see where it hits points of, you know, nuanced thought or funny or. Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying like it it goes in always the same direction in howard's show
6: yeah yeah there's like a talking point that they drive home that i think they sort of go into an interview with before it even starts they have three or four narratives that they're going to drive home from the beginning rather than asking about it they're like we're going to drive home that he fucked his nanny, or he actually hated the other guy in the band. He loves bringing that up. Like, he thinks yeah, everybody just hates each other in these bands. Like, yes, I know that they that's hate kind other of bands. Yeah, or they hate other bands. Like, I know <laughs> <yeah. laughs> it's always
4: band fights.
6: <laughs> you were bringing up, was it like he was asking if, if Led Zeppelin hated Pete? the Beatles? The Beatles. And you're right. like, <laughs> one band no. was in the 60s, <laughs> and one band still- was in the yeah. 70s. It-
4: if uh, Mick Jagger was gonna steal his girl, he's like, no,
0: no,
6: no. It's just <laughs> not like at all. Habit. Yeah, just a simple no. Now that yeah. ends a conversation quicker or an enemy quicker.
4: <laughs> he, he, he goes, "How do you know he wouldn't do that?"
0: That's why. That's why I love when Raven includes a, a few no answers in the like. So we usually just ask. <laughs> the I love when she adds the and the guy goes, "No." Yeah, <laughs> he's got nowhere else. Stops. Like it's a it's a fucking cul-de-sac well, with four well, flat tires. When you're here's covered.
6: the other thing that I wonder when he goes into these vengeance <laughs> fantasy, vengeance porn with like a a casual <laughs> interview. Like, and he's like, "Do you just fucking like he's getting frothed up? He's like, when you just think about all those people seeing your success, do you just think fuck them and yeah. fuck my dad? Like. <laughs> <laughs> does he think they're gonna go yeah man i think about that all the time like fuck them like they're just they're gonna start kicking it back and forth like almost every person he interviews gives a well-adjusted answer like uh yeah i i don't really dwell on that like i kind of move past that and like, no one's ever like, yeah, you know what, man, you're right. Fuck them. Fuck those girls that didn't talk to me when I was 12. Like, But
0: also, I, when he doesn't get the prescribed response that he's hoping for, he's, you hear his voice gloss
6: over it. Like, yeah. Well, he does so that, like, but I feel fuck, like he tries fuck, to push didn't get it, it, it home. Where he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, I think you're lying. I think you do. Certain like, that's, that's such a great way to get a guest to open up, too, is to just jam, like
3: oh my god in their
6: mouth like yeah you do hate them don't you like no i don't page the jimmy page thing (laughs) we kept
0: going like after jimmy page why don't you guys record together they did they do they have no problem uh, with each other yeah i I heard you were pissed off when you recorded this song (laughs) (laughs) no you (laughs) hoped (laughs) i think there's something there like no don't you think jimmy was jealous
4: when you were on the grammy stage what
0: what yeah. Let's continue with this one and we'll we'll go into the
2: Stamos discussion a little bit. Jackson and is going
3: to able to do anything you want with J-
2: Jackson's the going to the Met game because, because of, of you. me. Jackson went to school because of me.
3: Jackson was born because of yeah. you. Let's Jackson's more my son <laughs> than the 'cause if I if it weren't for Howard, I wouldn't
1: make <laughs> and right. not Mary well, no Jackson. Kinda yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you can unfriend
2: me after everything I mean. Oh my God. Why would you even re- you know, you know, Gary thought it was no big deal he was telling people around the office some people had such a look of shock on their face when unfriending me Somebody,
4: how much value do you put in your social media because this is so pathetic yeah i would think nothing of anyone except for my select few best friends unfriending me like i could give a shit less it's it, it you know, at some point, I stopped even following my sister. Like, just, I, I don't know if it's muting or something because she was yeah. like, you know, when she first had a baby, it was just like so much breastfeeding nonsense. And I was like, I can't. Right. In there. <laughs> I love well, you. Yeah, I love is... you and I love my niece, but I can't. You're just yeah. obnoxiously mother porning me. I can't deal with this. <laughs> That's good you expression. know what I mean? But it's, it's really like, i i she would never think you unfriended or you muted me right like nobody cares
0: yeah no. in, a, then, in I,
4: reality
0: I, right well, I've got a friend that I've done that to for ages. And I think a while, a while back, she said something like, uh, you have you don't comment on my things anymore. And I think I flat out said, I don't see your things anymore. I made it that way. Cause I got fed up with, re- I'm, I'm sorry. I got really fed the fuck up. And she knows me as a person that I say my fucking, I say my mind. And if it seems to bother, it, cause also I just don't give a fuck if she did unfriend me because we have no relationship. We stopped having one when I got with my wife, it, and I, that really pissed me off actually, because I'm like, you know, we can, we're still friends. You don't have to just lay off because you're female and she's female and I'm with her. I mean, I've had friends of both sexes all my life.
4: Aren't we old enough, all of us, before social media to realize the difference between social media friendships, which I don't really care about or think about, and real friendships? He has... He's so invested in this
0: to him a slight is a slight is a slight and if it's on social media or in person makes no difference it has equal weight because it's against him and his little frail ego uh bob
6: anyone anyone abandoning him on any microcosm is going to be a problem. Um, <laughs> See, he
0: sounds like he's ready to jump over the thing and grab Gary and but, choke him out.
6: <laughs> but here's the thing like even with this, that the old shows that I'm seeing, the new things are, are more demented, the new episodes, like he kind of starts going. It, it, you know, comedy is exaggeration, so he starts sure. to get really exaggerated. You wouldn't even have your son if it wasn't for me. And you know, that was kind of a funny line. Although I think he might actually believe it. Oh yeah. But but now I find on the shows when he goes into these rants, like it never winds up in this funny place anymore, no. or this no, kind of charming. Funny. It's like it's like you're just kind of angry and yeah. Bitter. It's like a toilet and... that
4: doesn't flush.
6: Yeah, it just, like ends it, up, it just it sits there, and you're
4: like gi- you're jimmying the fu- you're jimmying the lever, and it's just shit <laughs> swirling around, breaking apart, but nothing's going Sam,
0: down. <laughs> Sam, I suggest you don't go down this brown road because you may not be able <laughs> to take the <laughs> <Not> own- <a laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, there's no. a
6: theme I can do without on the new Howard Stern oh, shows. Oh. Just the relentless don't you shit. go oh, shit.
4: don't you go there. <laughs>
6: oh, God, oh, man! What uh, in the last in the last breakdown? Is it humiliation?
4: Is it MPD? Like, is that for humiliation? Like, I was going to ask that. Is he doing that because MPD has something to do with humiliation? Because that's the only reason why I see he's doing this shit theme. Which, um, I well, if
0: if devaluation is if, if devaluation is also part of if you want if you want to call it also humiliation, I mean sure. it's six and one half dozen or the other, right?
6: yeah I, well that's a big that's a bigger rabbit hole uh talking about the shit <laughs> stuff Let's I, make that I,
0: another saga yeah we can <laughs> raven and i, I can rabbit, handle that with bob but there was I, I
4: don't mind uh, i don't uh, mind if it's like in a theme of psychology or like a hypothetical or a you're referring to it in a way of like a mental thing that doesn't bother well, me it's you know like what? when it's so visceral when that yeah. when you're actually talking about the process of that
6: well Raven, i can raven's actually said a lot of stuff that is really insightful like I, i've i've been really i've taken notes on some of the stuff she's said and i and i'll address them you know maybe um i'll get on an episode all of us with her um But one thing that she brought up one day, and it is something that I see and I'm sure there's some kind of literature on there, but people with mom issues, I find kind of gravitate more towards ass stuff in the context (laughs) of sex. I don't know why that is, but I've seen that with mom stuff. She brought that up on one of the breakdowns and I thought that that was really insightful because I I have seen that. Um, But For me, I mean, all that aside, like, just the, um... He said in that last breakdown, he's talking about Superman. And he's like, if Superman fucked, I don't know, Lois Lane or whatever, he's like, he would fuck the shit out of her asshole. (laughs) And I just thought, what a fucking... Perverse way of yeah. describing that. I I've heard my friends what? say, "Man, I'd I'd fuck this shit out of her." I've heard that before, but when you specify, "I'll fuck this shit out of her asshole," as if it would come <laughs> from somewhere else, or that you're actually <laughs> visualizing it, like when someone tells me, "Man, i fuck this shit out of that girl," it's I don't actually visualize shit. You're yeah. just saying, like, you're saying, I, I really want so I'd really yeah. want to fuck yeah. her. Yeah. And just when he, now whenever I hear anyone say that, I'm going to think of that line because it was so <laughs> disturbing. And it, you're just,
3: the way he's
6: associating shit now. It's I mean, that yeah, that's, yeah, there's, there's another, there's another level to that, that we can touch on maybe in the sex episode. But, but um, hard the, the drive after that one. Jesus, Jesus Christ,
2: man. Yeah.
0: Let's play. Let's let's listen to a little bit more of this, and then we'll we'll try to wrap it up.
2: Of shock on their face, <laughs> from unfriending <laughs> me. Somebody, and I, I got to tell you something. Fuck you, and you know what? I am unfriending you as okay. well, and uh, you will no longer see what's on my if page. Figure, I I of course, you, I'm, I'm you boring. I don't post Larry. anything. That's what you should learn to but do. But the
1: truth is, we won't miss each other on Facebook. No, but what uh,
2: what you are gonna miss is is that now that we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Uh, don't come to my house. Okay. Gary! All right. Strictly business. Okay. Uh, all okay, right. pal. But right. why
5: right.
6: he-
0: When's the last time he was at your fucking house, asshole? <laughs> in, right. Like, <laughs>
2: literally years. I don't know what kind
0: yeah. of threat that is when you've got no bullets in your gun
3: unfriend Gary. me too, oh, well, because
1: he knows I'll tell yeah, you. Robin's worse than me. <laughs> oh, I, re- I realized yesterday I have to unfriend Howard, uh, uh, Robin, How about thanking Jason. You. Jason's got to be big unfriended. How about thanking me on
2: Facebook instead of blocking me? How about I should have said, you know what, I, by the way, a special thank you to Howard, because
1: I get to meet the Mets, and they actually know who the fuck Bob Bowie is. How about on the air, where more people can right. see us, a special thank you Thanks to you for everything. No. I-
0: anyway, I think it, it continues, and it continues. It's a 13-minute clip, and I we're not going to go through it. No. <laughs>
4: Nothing special enough.
6: No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like Gary was showing up and getting massages. And I mean, dude was working. You know, like the the thing with narcissists and MPD. No one works as hard as them. No mm-hmm. one's had it as hard as you know. No one's job is as difficult. No one works as much. It, it, you see that with all with all MPD. Bob, people.
4: he could have been a full time plank professional. <laughs>
6: Yeah, well, he is—he is a full-time job. I'm sure the plank guy uh, gets gets free money sent to him every week. You know, he couldn't have done two things at once. So,
4: how many bodies are under this last contract he got? Honestly,
6: it's amazing. You yeah. know what? Yeah, I, what do you guys think with that? I—I I guess I—I. I, I, I re- know who list. was fired. Well, there's a list
0: of them: it. Jenny McCarthy, Jason Ellis, uh, Col- uh, Covington, Cavino and Rich Covino and Rich. Sorry, and Rich. And okay, um, who else? Is Norton still employed there?
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. There was. uh Hold on.
0: So Jenny, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy, Jason Ellis, Cavino, and Rich, Bennington.
6: But do you no, believe that there. they were fired for Howard? To, yes, to stay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You think so? because they,
4: they, the budget. Because yeah. seriously, their stock is shit. The budget yeah. is. The budget needs, if they're going to pay him what he wants to be paid and keep him on as like a magnet. And they also are putting on, like they said, they're putting on that. Uh, what's his face? Tom uh, Yes. Mm. So if they're having him on and trying, they should have been doing this long before. So now they're they're They have a fucking dead fish on a boat. But it's yep. a dead fish that they think they need.
6: you Here's how I view why they signed them. It's almost like a place, like, I'll give it an example, like in Chicago, there used to be delis, or you'd walk around, they'd have a sign that says, we serve Mm Coca-Cola, or we serve PBR. No one gave a shit that they serve those, but Mm -hmm. it was that brand brand recognition that... Mm -hmm. I almost feel like they're just paying like no one cares that Howard is there because no one's listening to it. But it's almost like saying we have Coca-Cola. like it is We have the biggest name. That's right. We have Howard Stern. So I just wonder how much they're really investing in him yeah. and how much of it is just licensing his name almost it's, to just well, put on there
0: just uh, one one thing because we were while we were gone we talked a little bit about it while we in between uh, clips recording uh, mike Rivera junior on our facebook group is a bit of an apologist he's he, he's a good poster but um he 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 straddles the line he seems to think because C.A. Thompson posted a, a picture, a screen cap of her Sirius feed and what it would show. Tom Morello, some other DJ, some other channel of this, and no Howard, which doesn't figure at all prominently. Now that could be the algorithms of what she searches for on her Sirius, but mm-hmm. I don't believe I don't believe it. If if Wig was so prominent and so important, he would be front and center, and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe people. So Mike, Mike's contention is that they sign him for X amount of money. X being like close to a hundred than not. He got less money each successive contract to the point now where if they had to fire people to offset his salary, it's to make certain amount. But I don't believe he's getting more than 20 million a year anymore. No, I just don't believe it.
6: I to me, either. it's the equivalent of saying we sell Coke products. Right. He's the anchor anchor
0: store in a mall. I've said that so many no times. One's, no one's no one going shops there. <laughs> to
6: he's get like the Coke product, so, but
4: so it's like okay. For example, when you have a Bills game, you have NFL uh, merchandise hmm. that you sell for like forty five dollars a T shirt, seventy five dollars a sweatshirt sure. at yeah, that certain NFL merchandise. Then you have the offset brands that are just as fucking good. They look the exact same at Mm -hmm. all the parking lots and all the people that offshoot for the tailgate that sell the exact same shit that look just as fine
6: for Mm -hmm. fucking
4: 10 or $15 or $20. Where -hmm. do you think you're going to go? You're going to go to these places. Those places aren't making goddamn anything anymore. They're not making shit. And so so you're like barely barely keeping them employed.
0: Right. And, and so they had to fire all these people to sort of offset whatever cost his show would incur or to keep certain people employed there. Now, I don't know what leverage he has with them to stay on, or it was just simply a matter of, look, we want you to stay, but at only at this price. And if you're willing to take this, we'll keep you on. But it, it could have even been he got these people fired, but I don't think so. I think it was just budget and that's it.
6: Yeah, I I think it's just name. It's like what you just said, which is which is referred to as licensing or name Mm -hmm. licensing. Mm -hmm. I think they're basically just doing some name licensing. They're going to use the program to to springboard new products that they have out there, like the Tom Morello show. Totally. And uh, it's just I don't think they're going to sink a whole lot into it. And they also
4: bought the licensing for his show. So yeah. they ha- they're now stuck with this this albatross Shit, of, you know, funny from yeah. the past that they can't use because we now live in Wokistan.
6: Yes. So what do you, do you we think can't do this. To, do you think that they're trying to spin him now because so much of his back catalog is just <laughs> They can't use it. Yeah, I mean...
0: They, they they edit stuff out to it. the point. They edit stuff out to the point now where it makes no sense to even play it. Like uh, mm. even I said it before. There's the uh, eight hundred dollar bottle of wine saga with 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 uh, Robin and they in mm-hmm. the, for the video portion they edit Artie out of it. Mm. You know, you, so you're not even get you're not even you're not even get because they put Artie in there. All of a sudden, everybody's going. New users are going. Well, where is this guy? Why don't I hear him? Where is this Artie guy? You know, like let's mm. say a twenty year old actually stumbles across the dial and finds mm-hmm. it. Like you can't mm. explain that away, so you have to edit it out. I get it, but right why not just not play it? Don't even bother editing it. Why waste that effort, money, time putting it out there as false product?
4: But they bought it. So that's yeah. the problem. So they bought something that they thought was gonna be worth more, but they didn't realize the climate of what's happening here. Right. And it's right, it's worth not right. it's worth so much less it would mm-hmm. be like having the carson show and we can look up clips on youtube for free but imagine yes. having that entire catalog and now you have to curb it to today's woke model yeah. forget it
0: exactly forget it yeah so let's let's uh finish this one off by going into what we can't play guys because we think it'll flag this episode and just waste you know basically render the last three hours uh, completely unusable uh, by having to edit it or delete it from YouTube, which is the Stamos interview, which Raven and I, when, when we're ready to, or, or or Sam and I will, or whoever was going to be able to do it with us, um, the Stamos interview will have to be probably a separate thing and maybe only for the app. But you heard it, Bob. You you listened to, so to some of the clips that uh, Raven sent you about his narcissism mm-hmm. and how it related mm-hmm. to parenting. So what have you got to say about that? Because we can't play the clips, but basically you're saying he went to therapy to be a better father. We've heard those in the past, but he said it in this yeah. one really strangely
6: so i guess um i didn't realize john stamos i figured howard just did his usual uh song and dance and brought up all he's a shit father (laughs) um but i guess apparently john stamos is having a kid has a howard has a kid howard brings up how (laughs) um how he needed to go to therapy to uh, understand how to not make his kids a member of the audience. I guess he had this innate feeling to make his kids a part of the audience. Like, he's he like, I, I, yeah, he, he, he wanted admiration from his children as fans. And what was very telling to me in the clip was he says, um, I learned that I had to put my narcissism aside and be a parent And I thought the fact that he used that term was pretty strange. It's not Mm -hmm. a term I hear frequently when people talk about changing their habits with their kids. But it really just sort of showed that he has no ability or any sort of innate empathy towards even his own children during that time.
4: You said to me when I said, did you hear this? And you said... He had to have been told this. He had to have been told this. This mm-hmm. is not something he understood himself about himself. That somebody Absolutely. has has had to have instructed him. He's a full-blown narcissist. And mm-hmm. he has to actually work at not making his kids audience members of his life.
6: And that's what he said. He said, I had to put my narcissism aside and I wanted to turn my children into admirers like my audience, which is a fucking weird thing to say. And I think he was trying to get John Stamos in on it. He, he wasn't couldn't. on board with that. And then he says, uh, "But you know how it is, like with famous people. When you're famous, you get into these uh, cycles, and but it didn't seem that, to be reciprocated." Right? So I he didn't. Don't know. He,
0: Go ahead, Sam, Uh, but but, uh, after to remind me about the Tom Brady interview. Go ahead.
4: I don't know if you heard the clip before that. It was John Stamos put a letter framed behind him in his uh, office, and he read it to Howard. And it basically was uh, John Stamos was on an acting job in uh, Europe, and he Wrote to John about how proud he was because he treated everybody on set so amazingly, and just how he raised him, and he wanted to make sure that his son kept those values of uh, just basic kindness it was within this, this him.
0: This was John's father that wrote with him a letter.
4: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he so he said how proud he was of him that. Mm-hmm. Even though he was so happy that, you know, John was so excited to pay for his parents to go on this amazing trip while he was mm-hmm. filming this thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: His father wrote him a letter about how proud he was of how he treated everyone on set. Mm-hmm. And he framed the letter. Mm-hmm. And he read it to Howard and started crying. Yeah, and Howard pivoted away from that so fast.
0: Because it was emotion.
4: And he had nothing emotional to say about it. Nothing. And then that's when they got st- They started talking about the parenting. And that's when he said the narcissism thing. And it was so interesting because I was thinking to myself, so this is a guy that probably struggled with narcissism himself in some sort of way, or fame as a drug, or everything all the above. But, you know, trying to have a conversation about uh, going through these motions as Weirdly, it is to be famous throughout all these periods of time and becoming a parent and having a relationship and getting married and having failed relationships or alcoholism or substance abuse or whatever. He's trying to relate to him on so many different levels and he just flatlines on all of them, except for the parenting thing where he says that, where it seems like somebody told him that.
0: Yes. It's, It's like Lego instructions. Yeah. I mean, he's like uh, uh A piece goes connected to C piece and uh you know like that's that's how he gets through life. He doesn't get through life. He barely gets through life. And you know that his his kids they weren't even lucky enough to be the audience cuz he pisses on his audience. They were mm. just they were just baggage. They're just you, you've seen those parents that treat their kids like fucking luggage and they sometimes act like it. The kids they got to drag them across an airport. But you, 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 you see people that go, This person should never have been a father. There's nothing in Allison that was smart enough then because she didn't know what she knew eventually that he should never have fathered children. He knows that mm-hmm. now, but I think he may have always known that. He just, you know, uh, I feel, I feel, do, I do feel a bit of uh, sadness for his kids because mm-hmm. they didn't ask for it. They just did not ask to be treated like, you know, they didn't I think exist. it's
4: better that they were ignored.
0: Uh, it, it went better for them as adults now that yeah he had no real influence but he did have an influence by not being there that's the problem
4: yeah. what's worse what's worse
0: oh it would have been worse with him as an as an actual parent absolutely because like would have been, I think they with would a have ended hands like on oh yes yeah well, I guess Yeah, i and, and they're
6: lucky they had alice in there to mediate that because a lot of people don't know what's going on when you have that <clears throat> element there especially kids they don't you know their parents are their heroes and when you have a personality as insidious as howards and no one there to protect them from that 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 gets to be really destructive
0: <clears throat> was it emily um that posted on her instagram or something ages ago sam you might recall better about her nanny at the time and having like she has a connection with her still and she misses her and she loved her like it was a, and it was a black lady it was just like the help
4: it was, it was a, I think it was a Latina person actually, oh, or maybe awesome. black. I'm not I mean, sure. So, I don't, so re- some, I don't
0: recall, but someone of color or yeah, and ethnicity.
4: It, yes, and she was very, you know, connected to her. Apparently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but you but you've never
0: seen anything like that with her, like the daughters and him.
4: No, never. ever.
0: Yeah. And the afterthought, some people have asked us to go through the Colbert. I think it was you. Was it you, Bob, that said we should go through the Colbert interview?
6: I don't know if I said we should go through it. I was watching it. Someone I someone see. tagged me in it. Um, there's a there's a segment in there that I think we should touch on.
0: Okay, for sure. But
6: but most of it most of it was just bullshit. You know, Howard. Yeah, just show show placing and. Getting in his showman uh, persona,
0: someone it I might be. Patrick, someone it might be Patrick J. He might. He's asked like, "Why don't we go through the Bill Maher interview, the last one that he did for the book promotion?" I don't know that it's worth it, Sam. You might have to make a call on that one. I haven't um, heard that. It's it I, is I a, heard it's it's a train wreck. That's about all. It's not really worth it, in my opinion. And the Letterman one, the uh, Netflix one. I'm not sure I want to go through that either. But um, I think. It, it, I think
5: I think
4: the the Bill Maher and the Stephen Colbert are on the same level of the depravity of nothingness that Mm -hmm. he he has nothing to give. And he he is so seeking just this attention from both of these people that it's embarrassing. And it's also they're trying to. They're trying to garner something from him, and they're also trying to frame him in a way that he wants to be framed. But they also, especially Bill Maher, knows Mm -hmm. he doesn't really, he's not evolved. No. And it's Mm -hmm. obvious. So it's like, I'm trying to do the best I can to make you seem the way you want to be seen, but you're giving me nothing, and you're also embarrassing yourself at the same time.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm Yeah, and it's the comedians in Cars with Coffee one, the Jerry Seinfeld Mm. one, they're all like interchangeable, even though they're all different years, well, they're they're seven years apart, but there's almost no difference in how he is on camera, like in, Mm. you know, just, it's just completely intractable in the way he tries to crowbar shit in and, and make it about himself, but be unfunny, thinking in under the guise of thinking he's funny. And that's probably the mo- the biggest takeaway. You just kind of cringe and you go, Jesus, if this guy doesn't have writers or whether he has writers anymore, this is shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we want to go through it, but in the future, we'll, we'll figure that out. Any um, closing thoughts before we uh, wrap this one up, Sam?
4: I know we go heavier on these MPD ones, so uh, sorry they're not like, you know, lathered with laughter, Frivolous. but th- it's just... It really is important, though, because it goes to the exact, you know, psyche of who Mm -hmm. he is. But during the John Stamos one, I do. I did really find it because they were friends at some point and they were both pointing to that, like saying Mm -hmm. what happened, Mm
5: -hmm.
4: like, why aren't we friends anymore? Mm -hmm. And he said, I just thought it's better to just leave it alone and nobody wants to be bothered. Is that that, was mean, meaning, is that, meaning ex- Wig-
0: Wiggy said this?
4: Yeah. And he just said, I just thought, nobody, you don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know if I believe that or is that, what is that? And he does that with a lot of people because he doesn't, because he doesn't maintain friendships. That's another thing I noticed. Mm-hmm. They have this thing, Beth and Howard, they don't yes. maintain friendships and they don't have friendships from the past.
0: No, what happened to her and Katie Lee? I don't know. Yeah,
6: people within people the- with NPD can't sustain any relationship. They just they cannot hold them up. I mean Howard has subsidized his marriage with vast amounts of money and uh, celebrity connection, but if that was there, Beth wouldn't if that wasn't there, Beth wouldn't be there. They they can't sustain any kind of friendship. Or and, any then he, kind of relationship.
4: and then he also said, John said, so what's your relationship like with your daughters now? And he said, I think, he said, I think I have a very good relationship with them. I Zoom with them all the time. I talk <laughs> with them all the time.
5: Yeah. To
4: me, if you just had a child, which you're not admitting to that you're a grandfather, yeah. if, mm-hmm. you, if you have any sort of real connection with them, there would be some sort of anecdote. There would be some sort of something. <clears throat> and I don't think it's because of privacy or boundary. I just don't think it exists. And this whole, like, I Zoom with them all the time. I, d- I don't buy it.
0: No. If he's a barely a, f- a parent, how is he even going to be close to being a grandparent? There's just no way.
6: Well, I'll tell you one thing that you're going to see a lot more of what he was talking about the last time. He's already looked into cutting people out of his will He will will use that will as an absolute weapon moving forward from now on. Whoever, whatever kid he thinks is going to take care of him, preserve his name, whatever, he's going to favor them. He's going to promise them more money. Um, He's going to use it as a tool to abandon people. He's going to use it as a tool to abuse people. He's going to hang it over people's heads. You're you're really going to see that more. I'm not sure how much he's going to talk about it, but he will talk about it moving forward with some frequency, Mm -hmm. I believe.
0: Death, Death and wills. Yeah, Sam?
4: Even if he does Zoom with them, say, do you think it's more of like they are doing this to preserve their stake in whatever... He provides versus him trying to be a good parent. Yes. Okay.
0: I'm with, I'm with Bob. Yeah. I'm sure Sam, you're the, You're on board as well.
4: Yeah. Okay.
6: They're all thinking, I mean, they're all probably dependent upon his money in one way or another. I'm not, sh- I don't know. I actually don't know much about his kids. I mean, he doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> right. No. And I'm sure he's subsidized that with money. I'm sure they're used to getting that money. And um, yeah, they're probably going through the motions. Everything's transactional with them, so he'll just say, "Yeah, I had a Zoom meeting." Yep, cross it off the list for the week, <laughs> you know. Um, and and he'll probably start to try to favor some of the kids more than other ones. Oh and yeah. Promise them more money than the other ones, and he's gonna Ashley's want. He's gonna
4: make a killing. Yes. Here's what
6: he's... Here's what they want to do. They're gonna want to lock down a caretaker. Now, whether that if he starts to have doubts about Beth, he's going to try to lock down one of his kids oh my to, God. To, to have them take care of him
0: when Carrie and I did our episode on the wills, uh, though his will and what's going to happen, I really wish I had the clips I had now because that was well before this happened. And we both, we both figure, well, I, at least I postulated that Deborah uh, Ashley, Emily gets the lease because she actually disparaged him in public,
5: mm-hmm.
0: um, and made that fucking record and you know, mm-hmm. everything else. And as a rabbi, <laughs> it's great. And then, um, uh, Deborah gets the second lease because she made him a grandfather. She had the fucking, chutzpah to make him a fucking grandfather and then Mm -hmm. ashley gets the most because she's the one that had the the something of a relationship with beth at least partially for a while and she's also Mm -hmm. the baby baby usually makes off with the most but it's not always a hard and fast rule Mm -hmm. but i I don't know what you guys feel about that but i think uh, you're right sam ashley is gonna make off with the most
4: i agree yeah
6: the one that the one that publicly Disavowed him is definitely getting the least. Oh yeah, if she gets to we'll yeah. make sure that she will, he will make sure that she knows that too. <laughs> Publicly, that
4: slight, that slight, fucked her for life. I, and yeah. I, I'm proud of her for doing that, even though she semi took it back.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You
0: that, know, that according was, that, to
4: him, according to him
0: such a great article. And then the Larry King thing, when he had to go on Larry King and talk about her and that play, the Kabbalah play, that was fantastic. We might have to do that one one day, Sam. At God. any rate, guys, thank you so much for paying attention to this particular episode. as it in as deep focus as you have? Um, we uh, listen to us guys on Podbean, Spotify, player FM, tune in all the apps, Google podcasts, pocket casts. Uh, we love you. Um, no plugs that I can think of, but, um, Just go Habs, go. And um, I I feel bad for Chicago. How's Chicago shaping up this year?
6: Oh, not good. Not well. (laughs) Buffalo. Buffalo's got the worst team in the league, though. Outside of Ottawa. Oh, I thought
4: you meant crime.
6: (laughs) Oh. Well.
4: I was going to say, you win. Lori Lightfoot's (laughs) going to to fucking great job
6: yeah i'm out of the city now so i'll be able to do more uh shows so
0: yeah and guys tomorrow we're gonna i'm gonna be recording a special marbles episode with carrie he's back now that he's got his practice mothballed and he's um he's working for the state i believe now if i'm not mistaken but uh we love you so take care stay safe and um see you on the next one
2: go bills well, it sounds fascinating.
1: Hey, it this makes sense. I just read in page six Diana DeGormo was writing a book. It's called Go Away, Little Monster.
2: <laughs> well, Eric, I wish you luck with this book. I do.
3: And take your little dog with you. And
2: uh, I was, I'm very excited to have a reading and uh, hear what you have to say, okay? Yeah, I can't
6: wait. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thank
2: you. Hey, Art- hey,
6: Artie, how many brain cells have you actually
5: killed with coke and heroin? <laughs>